and welcome to episode 114 of RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop role-playing games. And we comment, oh, are we going to come? Well, somebody's going to comment today on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am John Maxley Oshlo, your favorite Kamaji critic and judge. And judge, there you go. I can't even say my own words. That's weird. Along with me, as usual, is our resident Mega Damage Mini Missile. Brett, heathen dog Grissomer. How are you today, sir? I am doing well. I hope everyone is as well. And uh, I, I have to ask you a question. I, I think uh, some some people might uh, might have picked up on this too. But ever since we hit episode 100, you've been saying the episode number in the intro. What made you do that? Is it just because you're proud of, of the number? or I stopped putting in the title. And sometimes I have to go back and figure out which one was which. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes That makes sense. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it probably a pride thing, but okay. It just keeps things in order when I have to go back and listen to some video of something and I'm not looking at the title. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the people who are looking at it on YouTube is like, it's right there in YouTube. Yeah. Uh, not the one I look at. <laughs> <laughs> Max is still hung over from Friday. Nah. I didn't put two minutes of videos on. I have no control over how no, YouTube. That, that's YouTube itself. I mean. Max would not put two minutes ad front loaded into a video. That's dumb. No, that's like that, that. That's just telling people to go away. No, I wouldn't put YouTube any telling, ads telling front loaded. To be honest with you, I'd put zero ads. You know, but uh, yeah. So, not that I don't like ads, but nobody wants to sit there at the beginning because a lot of times, like I'll jump in on Heathen Dog when he's streaming one of his video games with those guys, and I'll be like, oh, I got to see what's going on here, and then I'm like, I've got to get through. Like, oh my God, hurry up. I'm rocking in the chair. And by the time I get there, everything I wanted to say, you know, up front initially is like, eh, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it took away your fire. Yeah. <laughs> Does that. So how was your week? Uh, week was good. I mean, I had fun on the, on the uh, Veterans Day stream. Uh, it's, it's amazing how uh, when, when I was doing uh, Magic Gathering Arena, bronze and silver silver is longer to to get through it mm -hmm. than bronze but it took me the exact amount of time to get to the exact amount to the exact spot both times so technically i went through silver faster but i accomplished just as much at the end of four hours i went from bronze four to bronze one with one game away from becoming silver at the end of the next four hours, I went from silver four to silver one with one game away from gold. Exact same time. 
I don't care. <laughs> I hate Magic the Gathering. So. games from people that hate you. That's yeah. why I only went free to play. <laughs> the thing is, you are actually stealing money from them as long as you don't give them a penny because they have to pay for all of the servers. They have to pay for all the internet access. They have to pay for the power. They have to pay for all that. But you are advertising for them. If people liked, oh, that's a, a fun game that he and the dog's playing. Yeah, yeah. You too can have fun without giving them a dime. <laughs> I said that at least once every 15 minutes. <laughs> now, I'm the original Magic the Gathering hater. Uh, yes. went, yeah. went back in, was it 92, 93, whatever it was, have to be at least 92, if not, probably 93. I'm pretty sure it's 93. War Games West in Albuquerque cleared out the freaking back room, wouldn't let us play Battletech or D&D or Vampire, whatever the hell else was being played up in there at that point, board games, and made us all play Magic the Gathering if we wanted to stay. I was like, uh, what is this? Oh, it's some dumb card game. Okay. When the game was done and we had to do our final, like, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Every single person there from age 14 to age 50 loved it. I was the only one that said this fucking game's for 12 year olds. I never want to play it again. So, uh, yeah, you're old man from way back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've never liked card games, first of all. So here's what I didn't like about it. I don't like card games. That's number one. I, I, you know, maybe that's because, you know, my stepdad forcing me to play cribbage when I was growing up. Oh God. Um, cribbage and pinochle right here. I forced yep. 15 for two. Ah! <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, uh, also I don't like games that, uh, it is funny with all the random tables that I like. I don't like games that make me pay money for randomness. Like I, when you buy the cards, you don't choose oh, what cards right. you want. You bought. And back then, remember you played for ante. Yes, back in the day, you had to put up a card. Yep. And it had and if if uh if the other person didn't agree that your your card was worth their card, they're not going to play you. I don't think I ran it, but then again, I didn't play. I did run into some tables that didn't uh oh, we don't do that. We don't do that, which I think is why the rule got changed. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Anyway. They also used to tear up cards too. There there were a lot of alpha and uh alpha and beta, I think it was. That that cards where uh, you play this card, tap it, tear it into four pieces. Oh, wow. I don't remember throw, that. Throw one. it on the table, you know, for, for each piece that lands, you know, right side up and stuff. It had that. It had that mechanic written on the card. So you had to destroy your own card. Well, they, well, I think everybody I know would have used a proxy of some sort. <laughs> well, proxies, proxies weren't legal back then. No, no, no. What I'm saying, well, maybe for tournament play, I'm talking like at home. Nobody's going to rip the card. Okay, like, fine. Yeah, it's, pieces it's, of paper, front, back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just just like tabletop RPGs, home rules are home rules, you know, but yeah. for, for tournament play, no, you had to rip up that card, you know, that was it. Yeah, I, I, I've never liked it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not against people that did. I had, I had multiple folders of magic cards because, you know, people were so into it. You might remember this from Andrews because yeah. uh, that was the second time that I had at least one, if not two, three ring binders full of cards and they're all people's doubles. <laughs> Here, I have this. And people would go through my list. Like, oh, my God, you've got this card is worth this. I'm like, I don't know what it is. And back then, remember, it was also white border, black border. You have black border cards still? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do, I guess. Like, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad people like it. I'm glad people find that deck building nonsense fun. I don't. Like it's... Anywho. So... How is everybody? Oh, actually, where was? I? Oh, we were talking about your week. So you played uh, Magic: The Gathering for the, yeah, uh, yeah, the twenty-four hour stream. It was fine. Uh, it, it got a little clinchy in the middle, but it, it turned out okay at the end. 
Uh, let's see what else. Um, it's my son's birthday around around this time. He's got his party next week, but uh, today is also a celebration day. Apparently, I wasn't told <laughs> until yesterday. <laughs> So this surprise, uh, like, it's your yeah, surprise party. <laughs> yeah, it's my surprise now. So uh, this this morning, uh, we went to a Micro Center, and he was able to pick out a mouse and keyboard that uh, did not total more than fifty dollars. Now he's going to get uh, teased at school. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he chose a mouse and keyboard. He found he found a combo for forty dollars, and then for uh, the next five dollars, he bought some candy near the near the checkout. And uh, while I was there, I got a free thumb drive. So man, man, there you go. That was good. How, how does it, how come it seems like you got the better deal? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got, he got his cool keyboard. It's got, you know, it's backlit and a cool mouse. It's got, you know, backlit and, you know, it has a, it has a different patterns you can do on it without installing software on your computer, which is just malware. That's all it is. It's like, Oh no, I want to control my, my fans. I want to, I want to No, It's just slowing down your computer. Stop it. Just, just stop it. But it doesn't have all that. It has all the buttons on the keyboard itself. So no installation required. He likes it. Good. Except for the space bar. But I'm like, hey, you know what? Unless you get a $100 or higher keyboard, not every key you're going to like. That's how it is. Space bar is hard to do. It's a big key. And for the cheaper keyboards, they just use it. They just make it like the rest of the keys. And that's not right. But that's what they do. You know, you don't have a job. So I'm not, you can't get a hundred dollar keyboard. I don't know what this one costs. I remember the first one that I had of this uh, cherry silent um, didn't even last like six months before one of the function keys. You guys, some of the, 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 I can't talk. Some of you folks who may have watched the video game streams way back years ago might remember that when a couple of my keys weren't working properly. So I got this one's refurbished and I hate refurbished stuff, but it's actually lasted longer than the original. I've had this one probably for three years now. So good on it. Nice little Corsair Cherry Silent that they don't make anymore, bastards. I don't need clickety clacks. But other than that, uh, let's see what else. Uh, well, this is what's going on. This entire week was me setting up for three things. I had the week off of work. Yep. And the entire week was me setting up the Friday 24 hour stream. Sure. And the giveaway for uh, Mark McKinnon, who should be on the show next week. And also setting up for having Sean and Kevin here on the fourth. Right. Oh, December. and for everyone who hasn't uh, who hasn't actually submitted themselves for this giveaway, you got two days. You got till the end of the fifteenth, because in the morning of the sixteenth, Max Liao is gonna start rolling up, gonna start rolling for names. And if yeah. you haven't come in by that time, well, SOL. So we'll say sometime on the 16th. We'll see what's going on. Cause that is a work day for me. It but, is a work uh, day, but you know, depending on what time zone you're in morning is different for everybody. So yeah, who knows? that's, that's fair. I'm going to put this in chat because it starts this week. All right. Just uh, Bessem. We'll call it Bessem. That's right. There's a Bessem Kickstarter. I don't like Kickstarter. Don't fucking yell at me about that. Yeah. Hang on, uh, fat gamer, HD parenting, right? My sister buys things that are way too expensive for her children. Here, I'll, I'll go. I'll go one better. Whenever he gets money for holidays or his birthday, you know, Christmas, birthday, you know, whatever, uh, end of the year thing that grandmas like to do for like no freaking reason whatsoever. Half of it goes into goes into savings. 
That's exactly what my mom did. Went one yeah. step further. When I got my first, well, I had a paper route before then, but when I got my first real job at McDonald's, half of that money, she didn't care if I ran out of gas, she didn't care what I wanted, half of that money went to uh, the bank that I couldn't touch. And, you know, ultimately, though, that's how I funded my uh, homestay in Russia. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, it ended up working out. That was, you know, that was one of those things. And I still had money left over. Yeah. So I'm not going to be that bad. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do the, the, the 75, 15, 10. 75 I mean, it, it worked out for me. Once I joined yeah. the Air Force, actually, once I turned 18, she didn't do anything anymore. But until I was 18, she did that. And yeah, I wasn't happy about it then. But looking back at it, I'm glad she did it. All right, so uh, anywho, yeah, I put the link out there for the Bessem stuff here. Let me uh, present it real quickly. My screen is really tiny at the moment. But that's because uh, I'm setting up. So there we go. I put the link out there. This is just the, uh, what do they call it, the pre-upcoming project uh, where you're waiting to, for the announcement. But you can check that out. It's uh, Bessem Multiverse setting guides and RPG accessories. I mean, they have, what, four? How many how many settings did he have in the original best book? It's four, right? I think it was four. Yeah. Yeah, four. So this is gonna be even more. Why why do you need this? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't. No. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. You don't. But, I mean, uh, if, if you want to take the time to make right. your own world the way you want it, you don't need this. But if you want to have someone else who's a professional, knows this game probably better than you, making this thing, this whole world that you can just drop and play in. And you don't have the time to do it yourself. This is a good. This is a good deal. Especially if you have players who like Bessem. They they yes. want to play fantasy one campaign, and the next campaign they want to play sci-fi. Next campaign they want to play uh, current time. Next campaign they want to play, you know, uh, what do you want? Like a like a slice of life. There we go. Slice of life type stuff. Yeah, so, sure. Okay. That that, that I, I'm I'm a oh, what's it? I'm a, I'm a gooball. Uh, what, what's that? The one that I'm slime. Because that's all part of Bessemer as well. Uh, I forget the name. You reviewed it at one point. Oh, the anime? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I reincarnated as a slime. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. to be fair, anime is huge. And a lot of times Esekai I think people, yeah. people forget that. I think people forget that anime is everything. Whatever genre you can think of, it has been done in anime. And maybe yep. you need a little bit of help. Maybe you need some ideas. Maybe uh, some of the rules, because I don't know what's in these books. He's going to tell us next week. But uh, maybe some of the rules can be tweaked for that. And instead of having to come up with all that on your own, boom, now you've got a process to shortcut. You'll still have to do some work. You have a process to shortcut that for you. So there you go. Uh, that goes uh, live when on the 15th, I think it is. So mm -hmm. two days. And then, yeah, he'll be here on, well, I always say, I don't like saying will because, you know, things can happen in life. Scheduled too. He's scheduled to be here next uh, next week for next RPG Digest. So. Anywho, we look forward to that. I got my little graphic. I showed Heathen Dog this. Look, I got my little graphic for that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, isn't that nice? That is nice. I already finished it. But also on the 4th, I may as well just show the other graphic. On the 4th oh, no. of December, we have... Kevin and Sean coming back to yell. I mean, to talk to us about things. They're going to yell at Heathen Dog. I'm going to sit back and just be like, yeah. sit back and relax. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to relax because Heathen Dog's got issues. And Sean said, bring it on. Heathen Dog put on the boxing gloves, says, okay, I'm going to try to be Kevin's Don King. Gross. 
it's a rumble in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, I should do that. I should come up with some sort of Don King statement. <laughs> no, it's just, it's gonna be a fun time. It's 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 gonna be good. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, I think the future of, of Palladium Books. Uh, you know how Kevin and Sean you know met and got along, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't exactly know. I have some questions. I have some uh, talking points. I just don't have them next to me to tell you what they all are. But it'll be with both of them, the two of them against the two of us. As Heathen Dog tries to tag for me, I'm like, ow, no, no, you're not tagging me. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, let me get that off the screen. Where the hell are my pictures? Jeez, they're all over the place. Oh, no, no, I mean this. I have everything tiny right now. I'll get it big in a moment and big in a moment. So other than that, yeah, everything for me this week was all about getting ready for those three things. And uh, I, I'm glad I was on leave because I honestly don't even know where the week went. But I uh, had a great time, much better than I thought I was going to. I'm not lying. I was dreading doing that 24-hour stream, even with the breaks. But I had a great time doing that. You guys helped us raise over $1,000. Yep. I beat Heathen Dog. He did. He did. <laughs> I mean, I, I got you us to the, the pace, finish though. line. Yep, that is true. <laughs> I got us to the finish line. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, after that, after it was the Friday night chill stream that did it. It just kept just snowballing after that. Yeah. So thank you to everybody out there who donated. By the way, donation link is still below. Not not for the same exact. Uh, well, I mean, it is for the same exact one, but uh, we'll still take donations. Not for the twenty four hour stream. That stuff is done. But for the yearly one, I guess you'd call it for the campaign we have for the year. Uh, the link is still there below. So you you. Know, if you didn't get a chance to donate, because some people said, man, I, I don't have it right now. I have to wait for a paycheck. Well, first of all, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, maybe no. donating isn't don't the right donate. idea. <laughs> yeah. Un unless you are a CPA and you realize that this will help you on the taxes come, mm. come January, then fine. Donate the exact right amount that you need to donate. But other than that, no, man. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, keep your money. Donate to yourself. And I don't mean go buy, buy some shoes, but no, don't do that. Oh, I thought you meant go gambling. No, I don't mean that. Horses, yeah. man. Horses, they know everything. <laughs> they know everything. Yeah. That hurt. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh, but it is. Everyone knows dog racing's where it's at. You stupid bastard. I thought they banned dog racing finally. <laughs> Not where I go. I mean, oh, okay. what? no, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> shut up. No, dog fighting is not. Okay, Michael Vick. Anywho, hey, uh, hey, I said racing, not fighting. They happen to have knives attached to their faces. So what? That doesn't mean anything. So, I've, I've said too much. You have said, yeah, we, we have banned Heathen Dog now because uh, he's given you guys bad ideas. No, but sincerely, though, thank you very much for everybody who, whether you just spent time with us or you donated uh, to the Winter Warrior Project, we really appreciate that. And uh, I think I think I'm getting a blanket or something because I have to look it up again. But I got an email saying, "Hey, you reached a thousand dollars. We're going to send you a blanket." Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Can I get a cup uh, instead? I don't think I want to be covered at night by wounded warriors, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they do it. That's the low one. Like, do better next time, scrub. <laughs> Wrap yourself in this. Uh, anyway, but no, you guys, you guys are awesome, and thank you very much for that. Uh, we'll probably do it again next year, or maybe not. I don't know. How'd you feel? I mean, you don't like even sitting there for four hours, so yeah, no, it, four I, hours I shouldn't to, bother me. I had to get a little, a uh, little back rub there at the end of it, but uh, no, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It was for a good cause. I'll suck it up, but uh, I'm not sucking this up. What? Crafty says uh, my disposable income for this month and next month went to help my kids' school team because parents don't want to help. And I'm not going to punish kids for their bad parents. No, 
what you did was you picked up other people's slack. You gave other people free money draining from your own direct family income to give to their family for, and what do they give to you? Nothing, not even a thank you. Thank you, Matt, for, for supporting all the kids on the team. Without you, this could not be possible. If someone says that to you, I will eat a sock. It's not going to happen. Well, even if somebody says that, wow, hey, thank you. Well, what are you doing to help uh, for the next event or for whatever? I did it this time. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, geez, shucks, golly. Yeah, this is is unacceptable. No, you didn't have to feed 20 kids that aren't yours. You didn't have to pay for their hotel rooms. You're, you just, you, you, if you want to throw away money like that, just give it to me, give more of it to me. I'll take it. I will spend it. I'll even give you a 10% kickback. You know, that you know what they're probably saying, well, he's a car salesman. He may, he makes a lot of money. He's <laughs> they haven't said it yet. And they're not going yeah. to, they're not going to, you know why? Cause they don't care about you. Tell them to watch this stream, guilt them into it. Oh, wait, California, they wouldn't feel guilty. They'd feel entitled. Yeah, exactly. They're saying, oh, no, no, they, they they feel like they deserve your money. They deserve the money. You, you know work. who's who's paying for this, though? Do you know who's getting punished for this? Heathen dog. Yeah, because that's less money you can give me. So what the hell? It's less money he's giving you. <laughs> so uh, that's a double whammy for a heathen dog over there. Right. crafty will you adopt me <laughs> no you don't have to you know you just have to somehow uh have kids that that and not pay that, for them that or 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 uh fake your age get into his school get in the teams and he'll pay for your hotel and food so yeah that's all you gotta do uh all right apparently school is some a privilege and not a right only if you're paying for a private school then yeah it's a privilege sure if your kids are in private school, they are privileged. They have a privileged education that others do not. I'll agree with that. Public school, most of them that I've seen, I wouldn't call that a privilege. <laughs> I'd call that a problem. Both both start with P, but have very different definitions. Would you say that public schools are problematic? No, but I don't say that, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through our proclivities here and then... Uh... And then we'll get into segment one. Uh, what do I talk about nowadays? Oh, yeah, we are a conversation about TTRPG hobby. Truthful, but opinionated. You don't tell the truth. I love it. The peep, Ever since I've pulled out and showed on my shelf that I own the CMOS now, people don't bitch about anything other than feelings when it comes to language. It's funny. It's just I feel like you're being evil. Well, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not American English. I have the book that's a standard on American English. Well, uh, why can't you just be nice? (laughs) Shut up, poopy face. Yeah, right. basically what they say, yeah. I didn't realize I actually had to show it. You know, quoting it before didn't count, but now showing it, like, oh, okay. Anywho, well, thank you, Hungar. I know, here, let's put that on the screen. That is the most important comment of the day. We should just leave this on the screen all day. You are a sexy beast. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so what information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. We are certainly not an echo chamber for the idiots that permeate the hobby. In segment two today, we are going to talk about a lot of idiots that permeate this hobby and have influence on the hobby. Why do you talk about them? Because they have influence on the hobby, dipshit. Oh, I'm not supposed to cuss. We're in segment one-ish. Don't like our commentary? 
tell us why in chat, the comment section, or join us on the stream to talk to us in segment three. Oh, let's go back to this one. Oh, this one. There we go. What's next? Oh, yeah. There we go. I want to thank all of you wonderful people. Help us through donations, tips, membership, super chats, super thanks. And yes, as Crafty says, the Sunday tithe. Your support helps us to provide giveaways, which we've got a couple coming up. Got one going on right now. Produce more content and generally give back to Legion Myth community as a whole. If you're not sure what giveaway is going on right now, you can use the link in the description below for our Discord. Join the Discord and there's an entire forum channel on giveaways. Check that out. And of course, we cannot ignore you crazy rascals who subscribe to Legion Myth and hang out with us in our chat during these live streams. Whether a chatter or a lurker, we appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Oh, with me. Because <laughs> Heathen Dog is the abandoner in chief here. Yep. <laughs> All right. Was it last week that you left or the week before? Last week. See, two weeks in a row. No, no, wait. No, it was the week before where, where my oh, okay. wife was sick. It was the week before. And, oh, no, last week I left early, too, but that's because my, my voice actually quit. Power through it, man. Get hours. one of those little things, you know, the smoker shoes. I am he, that dog. <laughs> I don't have one of those. Oh, well, get one. <laughs> it would just piss you off because it sounds weird. <laughs> Only if it sounds like you have marshmallows in your mouth. I don't know what it would sound like. I, I have never actually tried one because I've never asked a, so, so, someone with a trach hole, hey, can I borrow your voice box? I want to see if I sound cool. It didn't sound right coming my, out. My real dad had a friend with one, so I heard it quite a bit growing up. Well, yeah, but th that's for someone who can't talk. But what does it sound like if you also normally can talk? Oh, yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Oh, maybe know it could be like I've that double speak thing. You could sound like the, the visitors from V in the original V. That oh. little double speak thing going on. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. All right, join us on Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Heathen Dog's got his very own channel now. Look at that. He's taking over. I don't like it. To watch <laughs> Heathen Dog and his team of amazing. Oh, look, I'll be nice today. Heroes. Heroes, that's right. Play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And on Fridays and Sundays, stop by Legion of Myth YouTube channel where we live stream fundamentals and overviews of tabletop role-playing games and provide opinions and commentary on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. Max, why are you telling me this? I'm already watching it. Well, what if you're new? What if you're new? You just happen to come across it. Now you know exactly when to come across it again. There you go. You ready for segment one? I'm ready. I, I told you segment one's going to start a little different today, right? Yes, you did. Okay. So here we go. Buckle up, people. If you love Palladium Books RPGs such as Rifts, Palladium Fantasy, Heroes Unlimited, and more, or if you're looking for an affordable way to get your hands on some books, be sure to go to palladium-store.com and find the sales category to get your 2022 Christmas Surprise Package. For $58 plus shipping, I received Systems Failure, Heroes Unlimited GM's Guide, Rifts Primary Adventures, Juicer Uprising, and the most recent version of The Rifter. Check out Legion of Mist weekly deep dives into Palladium books, and I hope you have a great day. That's right, today we are going to talk about Rifts, Combat, and Missiles. I didn't know how to put that on there. It's like, I know it's going to be combat, but he's going to focus on missiles. Well, and yes. I didn't, I didn't being... want to call it Missile Combat. No, okay, yeah, yeah. Combat and Missile Combat, technically, but it wouldn't fit, so I get it. 
Yeah. But so, uh, I, I want to focus a little more on missiles today because I feel ever since we got into current era and greater, ever since uh, uh, Heroes Unlimited and beyond, missiles are important because uh, missiles create a different mechanic. And in rifts, when you're facing people with auto dodges, missiles are a godsend. And we'll get into that when we get L, to it. That wasn't fake. That wasn't fake, Max. I had no script for that one. That was me showing off the books. <laughs> so if that sounded like fake, Max, you fool you. If you're for the description below, you can find links to various Legion Miss sites, our social media, Discord, merch, etc. Please check those out. Join us and enjoy the swag. There have been a bunch of sales over there in Redbubble, even, even though the three good designs are gone now. <laughs> well, they still have yours. Yep. Please be sure to like this video. Leave a comment. Both those actions help the channel immensely. And if you have not done so, subscribe to Legion of Myth. That is right. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. The Wounded Warrior Project exists to raise awareness and to enlist the public's aid for the needs of injured service members, to help injured service members aid and assist each other, and to provide unique programs and services to meet the needs of wounded warriors free of charge. And we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds and that the focus of your tabletop group should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of Hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop community are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. And there we go. RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial. My job here is to make sure Heathen Dog cannot get through one paragraph without being sidetracked. I'm going to do it. I'm going to succeed every single one. No matter today. You're not completely wrong. And during that tirade, did you get the PDF ready? I did not because I was tirading. Pro streamer. Pro streamer. All right. So this hey, is what I'm we're going to do. consistent at least. Shut up. <laughs> this is what we're going to do while he's getting that ready we're going to there are three different types of combat that i'm going to talk about today it's going to be hand-to-hand -hand combat ranged combat and then a subset of ranged combat missiles and mini missiles all right the reason that hand-to-hand -hand combat and range combat are two different sets now is because normally in early early in early palladium sorry early palladium there was if you if you roll a five or higher you hit it's it's on it's the burden of the defender to block parry or dodge whether that be hand-to-hand -hand combat range combat whatever but as palladium has progressed the combat system has changed range combat now has a higher minimum number you need to reach to be considered a hit and of course then there's the missiles which if there's enough missiles you literally can't block dodge dip duck dive and dodge you can't so but we're gonna get into that in a little bit and okay. we're gonna start at page 330 yeah 339 so that's what 342 for me i think sure. yeah you're right right all right now ninja we've man gone here. over this before we've done it a lot but just in case you're new this is how the basic hand-to-hand -hand combat or range combat with 60 feet or less is done it's pretty easy you take your d20 you have a d20 good i you do can fight you can fight there you go step one determine initiative you roll a die you add your initiative modifier 
one. That's awesome. Higher is better, by the way. <laughs> you add your initiative modifier, and that's when you go. Anyone with a higher initiative goes before you. Anyone with a lower initiative goes after you. Pretty simple. Lots of games work like that. Let me move to step two. When it's your turn and you're the attacker, you roll to strike. Now, in hand-to-hand -hand combat, this means you have to roll a modified five or higher. Modified meaning you add in whatever bonuses you may have. Do you have a high physical prowess? You get a bonus. Do you have hand-to-hand -hand combat? You, probably, you might get a bonus. Do you have some kind of superpower or special ability that gives you bonus? Add that in there. A lot of times you just can't miss. You can't technically miss right away. Thank you for the $2, Crafty. Thank you, Crafty. The Duck Dodgers reference. That was good. All right. So uh, you have to roll a five or higher. Modified five. Not hard five. Modified. Let's say you do. You do roll a five. In rifts, if you have SDC armor, you're a pleb. You're going to die. You, you're, you're, you're basically not protected at all. But let's say you have SDC armor and you're being attacked with an SDC weapon. That means the person has to roll equal to or higher your armor rating. Or is it higher? It's either one higher or equal to or higher. Forget at the moment. But uh, uh, It's equal to. Equal to or higher. Okay, good. If you do not and the armor is artificial... The damage goes to the it's armor, higher. not it's higher. Okay, there you go. The armor go the damage goes to the armor until it gets through that armor and then to the person. If it's natural armor, say tough hide or uh, some kind of natural armor plating or whatever, if you don't roll higher than the armor rating, it does no damage at all. But this is riffs. It's most likely going to be MDC from now on. So there is no armor rating. It's hit or miss. So if we go to the next page, we can see MDC body armor. Roll of one to four misses. Modified roll of one to four misses. Roll of five or higher is a potential strike. You, you potentially hit. Now I say potentially because it's still on the onus of the defender to decide what he wants to do next. That's when we go to step three. Step three is defender has a has a job to do now. Got to make decisions. Parry, dodge, entangle, and they don't say this here, but block. If you have an MDC shield or some kind of magical power, or something like that, you, you can block an MDC attack with it. You know, whatever. So if the if the if your opponent wishes to dodge, now is the time to roll their dodge. Still a D20. Add your dodge bonuses. You have to equal or get greater than the attacker's roll to strike. Defender wins ties. Equal to or greater than the, the attacker's roll to strike, and you win. Now, if if your opponent, say, Max, uh, go ahead and roll an attack, you have a plus three to strike. Plus three to strike? Okay, I got a total, I got a total of an eight. Total of an eight. Okay, so you know this because the attacker rolled. Now, if the game master rolled this, well, he may not tell you the number. He doesn't have to. He just says hit or potential hit or miss. So if it's a potential hit, you got to decide, do I want to burn an action, parrying, dodging, blocking, or entangling the weapon? If you say yes, because that's a really big gun or that's a really big ax, I don't want to take that. Then you, you use one of your actions to roll. 
and it's not hard to roll greater than what a eight. Let's see, I have a. Let's just say I want to. I want to dodge. Okay. And I'm plus two to dodge. I rolled a twelve. There you go. I dodged it. I use one attack, dodge. Now, if it's successful, it's over. That action's done. Mm-hmm. We go back to step one. If the if I want to be clear, you won. said it, but I want to be clear about the fact that he used an action. Yes. One of his actions for that round to make that dodge attempt. And if you have already gone during the round and used all of your actions, well, you 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 can't dodge. You can't parry. You can't do any of that stuff. That's why a lot of people save their actions, even if it means maybe they're not going to be able to use them because maybe they're going to need them. Palladium combat is cinematic and yet at the same time, very tactical. You have to think about what could happen the entire round and use your actions appropriately. Use or not Why is use it your every time I use all five of my attacks, I end up losing? Because then you get hit the whole rest of the round because you can't dodge and they only have to roll a five. So there you go. But let's say you did not, I did not dodge. I did not dodge at all. I failed that dodge. Roll I rolled a seven. Ah, got a got a 20. Not natural. That's with the plus three you gave me. What? No, no, you know, you've already I just me. I rolled my next attack. Okay, well, great. <laughs> that that that's great. But we're on the hypothetical now. Let's say I did not dodge. Now this attack is confirmed. That means Max rolls damage. And that he had a he had a really big axe. It's a vibro axe. It does 2d6 mega damage. Seven. Seven. Okay. That's the average. Good job. Yeah. That's average. So you hit me one with in that a six, axe. literally. <laughs> you hit me with that big axe. That's fine. Okay. So now let's go. I go to step five. Which is defender may attempt to roll with impact. If the attack is a physical impact from things like punch kick, club, mace, hammer, staff, thrown rock, fall explosion, and similar, the defender may attempt to roll with impact. But he's got an axe. I can't roll with a with a slash with a with a bladed weapon. It doesn't give me that option. I could use another action if he was hitting me with his fists or a hammer or something blunt or an explosion or something like that with blunt force damage only. I can attempt to roll with it. Just it happens with boxers all the time. They 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 roll their their head to lessen the impact of the blow so they can keep fighting. It's a skill. You learn it. But you still have to properly deploy it. So I have to roll again. Again, I roll my my D20 with a with a bonus of roll with punch fall or impact. And I have to equal to or beat his initial attack. Which was eight. I probably could. And if I do, I take half damage. But hit me with an axe. I, don't, I just don't have the choice. I take that seven damage. And for, for, that for the record, I, I, I only do punches and kicks. I don't let you roll for a hammer. <laughs> okay. Well, for the record, that's not the book. I know what the book yeah, says. Exactly, I'm just saying, right, I, right. I don't, I, I don't see how somebody takes a big iron ball at the end of a stick and you're like, hold on. <laughs> no. Or you can twist your body. You know, you, you, you can Daniel saw that thing, you know, that's called a dodge. Yeah. 
So that is that is the whole attack order and defend order. That's that's the combat sequence basically right there. And I've heard some people recently complain about two things about this. Number one, complain, oh my God, percentile dice and D20. That's so convoluted. You shouldn't have that in games anymore. You're an idiot. Yeah. It's not hard. If you can't yep. figure out to roll percentile dice for skills and a D20 for combat, you have mental problems up here. That's number one. Number two is uh, this process is back and forth, back and forth, back and forth is too long. It might be too long the first time or two you play it if you haven't done it before. But once the process is done, I know I've played in Palladium games with Garthon and Heathen Dog and Bob and Sheris and them. I mean, I think Von Zark and I played way back in the day also. And you know what none of us ever had any problems with? Knowing what we were about to do. <laughs> like, did he hit me? Yeah, I'm rolling to, I'm rolling to, uh, roll versus a uh, punch fall impact, whatever. Oh crap, I got a four. I suck. Uh, I took that damage. You know, we knew. Nobody was sitting there like, wait a minute, so what are my options? You have three. Parry, dodge, and tangle. After that, you have one. Roll or not roll. It's yeah. it's not it's not hard. Just keep it going. And a good game master will just say, "All right, what you doing?" Well, let me think. Okay, you took it. Great. Let's move on. <laughs> there you go. Like, now, what's next is page three forty four, the very top left of page three forty four, because this is, uh, I think one of the problems with Palladium, that the number of attacks that you start out with varies from system to system now if you remember in heroes unlimited you're born with two attacks per round coming out of the womb you got two attacks per round but wasn't that because it was based on first no no not here's uh one of them was based on first edition still yeah one of them was and but before then it was one attack per round and after that it was something different but in in riffs we have something different again here we go characters with no hand-to-hand combat training get one attack action per per melee at levels one three and nine no auto parry dodge obviously what's that total of three at level nine total of three for their whole life if they don't get any hand-to-hand combat training if you get hand-to-hand combat training which we will get into later you get more attacks around more than one usually two maybe three to start maybe then you have powers and abilities magic stuff like that that could that could increase it whatever Automatic dodge is important in rifts, much more important than than in, in other games. Slightly important in uh, in Heroes Unlimited, but uh, if there is a juicer or a crazy, because I think crazies get auto dodges now, but definitely juicers, they have an automatic dodge, which means they don't have to burn an action to dodge an attack, which really really helps in hand to hand and range combat. Really but helps. One drawback to it. What's that? You don't get your bonuses. You get automatic dodge bonuses. Well, and PP. And 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 your physical prowess bonus, it looks like. Uh, automatic dodge looks like no dodge. Bonuses to auto dodge come from the character's PP attribute and any special bonus specifically for it. Yes. Yep. Specifically automatic dodge bonuses or specifically just your physical prowess. But I have plus if, seven to dodge. Uh, well, not no, plus seven because to of your hand-to-hand combat. And that is not specific to auto dodge, so you don't get it. Suck exactly. it up. It's a it's a free try on a dodge. If you fail, you like everyone else can also burn an action to try and dodge again. You can. Fine. You know some some game masters say no. You got to choose which one. You want to auto dodge or do you want a regular dodge? You don't get both. Fine. That's fine. 
personally, I think if you are a special character with auto dodge, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They're like, Oh, I'm going to try. Nope. That's not going to work. Okay. I got to dive. If you have the wherewithal to auto dodge, you probably have the wherewithal to know that, Oh no, I'm not going to make it. Okay. That's just me. All right. Now all of these rest right here are all of the, uh, uh, combat tricks, combat techniques that you can get either out of the box or with your handy hand combat skills. And then we move on to the next page and we see all of the base damage for say backhanded strikes, body flips, backward sweeps, power kicks. And this is all in SDC at this moment in time. Yes, at this moment. Well, it, I know, not I, I, I know yeah. you can, it can be converted to MDC, but yeah. for the sake of argument, these basic this strikes is all in SDC, SDC because there is a different chart for damage. If you have supernatural strength, robotic strength, power armor, stuff like that, there's a different chart. So this is an SDC chart that they cut and paste from other games, which okay. Palladium does a lot of, which is another problem I have with it. <laughs> then we move on, we move on to the hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, page 347. By the way, real quickly, I do want to show this because this is always something that irks me. Page 346, you find your saving throws. Yes, that's weird. Why is it? Why is it here? Why is it the end of, of, uh, of, you know, unarmed combat? I don't understand. So that real, real quickly, sense. cause I, I know you talked about this a little bit, but let's, uh, yeah. I just want to bring this up. So if you remember our magic and psionic discussion, you can see those in here, uh, acid. I love that one. It just says no safe possible dodge it, idiot. Love it. Um, yeah. but yeah, whether it's curses, disease, lethal poison, non-lethal poison, harmful drugs, acid, insanity, magic, psionics. And as heathen dog already talked about last week, there are three different levels for the psionic. So, your saving throws are here on page 346. This is probably a page you want to have tabbed. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, that's it. We move to hand-to-hand -hand combat skills. All right. And there are, it starts off with characters with no hand-to-hand -hand combat skills. They get one action per round. It's on the bottom left. They get one action per round. This reflects characters' pitiful fighting skills. And then there's a giant, however, the character gets two non-combat melee actions at first level this is an important distinction these are things like picking things up dropping things pulling a pulling a weapon holstering a weapon something that takes an action probably you not can dropping, an walk action. and chew gum yes you can walk and chew gum at the same time all right you're allowed to do that but attacking dodging that's a combat action you only get one of those but pulling your weapon that's a non-combat action. You can use one of your two for that. Pressing a button, non-combat action. You can do that. That's fine. So technically, you get a total of three actions, but you'd, you'd separate them as saying like one slash three. One combat, three total. Uh, I don't read it that way, but if that's how you really? run it, that's fine. However, no, the character I, I, gets two non-combat melee actions. That's not in, the, in addition to. In the previous paragraph, it says he gets one hand-to-hand -hand <laughs> attack per melee round. Oh, you know what? You're right. It doesn't read that way. I mean, I'm I don't care if somebody wants to run it fighting. that way. I'm just saying that's not how I no, read it. No, you're so. right. You're right. As a plain text reading. No, it's because it specifically says two non-combat melee actions, but one hand-to-hand -hand attack per round. They, they can't be combined. It's one and then two more non. That's how it reads. What do you what do you folks in chat say? What are yeah, in, uh, in the comment section? Let us know. And we're not talking about how you would rule it. How do you rule on this reading? 
I don't care yeah. that Heathen Dog wants to give an extra because I because I'm kind of of the mindset that you know that's a player character. They're kind of the heroes of the story, right? Don't really have an issue with that. But how do you think it's intended to be? Yeah, because it specifically says gets two non-combat melee action and specifically says starts with one hand-to-hand -hand attack per melee round. Those are two different categories. Okay. So it'd be in in my reading of it, it would be three total, but only one can be used for an attack. And the attack action cannot be used for a non-attack action. They are separate and not equal. And as you go up in level, you get you get bonuses, uh, plus one attack per melee and plus one to dodge and plus one non-combat melee action. See, again, it's it's got a demarcation. When you hit level three, you get one attack action and one more non-combat action. You might be right. Okay, so now, now we'll go to the hand-to-hands. Start with hand-to-hand -hand basic. In my opinion, this is, this is the opinion portion of our presentation today. In my opinion, every single player character needs at least hand-to-hand -hand basic. If you don't get it, you are a detriment to your team. That's my opinion. But unless you're in like some sort of weird, just pure... I have no one less. play heavy, I don't know. <laughs> I have <laughs> like... no one less. There is no one less. You need hand-to-hand -hand basic, shut up. But I don't want to take it. It's not my character. Your your character survived and rips up to this point. Yes, then you need it. Why would you adventure? Why would you ever even consider going outside without yeah. at least you yeah. know some form of uh, uh what do you call it a uh, uh, convenience store <laughs> martial art? No, no, no. Uh, strip mall, strip, strip mall, mall martial yeah. arts training. That's what hand to hand basic is. Strip mall martial arts. That's what it is. You would not leave the protective MB, uh, MDC barriers of whatever coalition city you were privileged enough to grow up in unless you had at least this ability. And we're going to go into basic and then we're going to do some chat. So let's see. This is the elementary form of hand-to-hand -hand combat training. Note, basic combat training enables a character to use any basic common attacks, including punch, elbow, kick, knee, disarm, dodge, entangle, body block, tackle, roll with impact, power punch, but not a power kick, and pull punch, but no special moves or martial arts attacks like automatic dodge, backflip holds, karate punches, which do base more damage, leap kick, or other moves. And every level, you get better. Every level since you got it. Remember, what Palladium should say is skills have ranks, players have levels. <laughs> Agreed. Every time you go up a level and you already have, a, have the skill, the skill goes up a rank. Every time you get a skill, it starts at rank one. Let's say you, let's say for all intents and purposes, you started at level one with hand-to-hand -hand basic. That means at level one, you start with four attacks slash actions per melee round. Now, four, well, we went from one to four. No, we didn't. We went from three to four. It's just the non-attacks and the attack are added together for all all actions and then they added one because you are actually trained you've only added one total action per round but you made all of them available for attack and not attack that's what this has done added one action that's all just one and you get a plus two to pull punch why you're in rips if you punch someone you mean it or just don't punch them i don't want to hurt them then don't punch them and plus two, roll with punch, fall, or impact. Again, this is important, especially with missiles. This gets important. Or if you fall. Fall off a 
fall off of a, uh, you know, a roof or something. And as you go up in level, you get better at it because you are not only trained, you are now practiced. Practice makes perfect. No, practice makes better. Perfect is an unattainable goal. Should be strived for, but don't be disappointed when you never reach it. Practice makes better. And then we have hand-to-hand expert. Now, this is a quickie military training. This is a, a police training paramilitary training this is this is the kind of thing you're you're looking at you have you've spent you've spent uh, at least a year in training well okay 6 months to a year in heavy training every day by by experts in the field of hand to hand combat you are now at a higher level of training than your your basic dime store you know karate instructor can give you so what happens you still start with four attacks per per uh per melee action but you have a kick attack that does 1d8 damage plus two to pull punch plus two roll with impact fall you know whatever but you have that extra d8 kick attack because you are properly trained to to focus your energy during during your attack to do more damage great that's awesome it but the rest of it's the same as your as your as your as your hand-to-hand basic but the difference is as you get more trained as you get more experience sorry as you get more experienced you get more things. You get more bonuses to parry and dodge, more bonuses to strike, more at, 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 additional attacks per round at a at a quicker pace, at a lower level. You get karate attacks that do increased base damage. You get critical strikes much earlier. You get you get a bigger range, a fifteen percent range of critical strike. Too. Yes, it's huge. You get better stuff. And it gets even better when we go down to hand-to-hand martial arts. This is, you've actually trained at a reputable martial arts school that you had to live at basically for years. You are, you are, you are trained in, you have a black belt, third degree black belt in karate, taekwondo, you know, first done red sash, kung fu, whatever you are. You are not, you're just level one black belt. You're at least level three to five. This is, you are a martial arts expert. And these are the bonuses you get. You still start with four attacks. This is not new, but you get a plus three to pull punch and a plus three to roll with impact instead of your twos. And you get a body flip throw that does a D6 damage instead of a D4, which causes the, well, all, all body, all successful so, throws. So why damage. should people use body flip throw when they whine about it? It only does a D6 Again, and the person can roll a uh, roll a punch fall to stay standing. The thing is, if you successfully roll with, you know, a uh, body flip throw someone, even if they land on their feet, they, they burned in a, they burned an action with the roll with punch fall or whatever, or the, or the, or their, or their special ability to whatever, to, to not fall down. They probably burned an action doing that. That, that gives you, that gives you bonuses in the rest of combat. They had to burn an action for something that you did. Great. If they fail, they fall on the ground. They lose initiative and an action. Losing initiative is big. Initiative in combat is king. This is the tactical portion of, of Palladium combat. Initiative is king. Going first sets the tempo for the entire combat. You can decide when to attack. You can decide what actions you need to hold back for the rest of the round. 
going last, losing an initiative means going last. Like, oh, I lose two points to my initiative. No, you go last now. For the rest of the rest of this combat round, you go last. That's a big thing. That can win and lose a fight right there. So yes, tactical combat is important. Body flip throw while doing nothing, all but nothing for damage, increases the odds of you winning that by a significant percentage. And again, because it's a higher form of hand-to-hand combat, you get more bonuses faster. You get <laughs> you get additional attacks per round faster. Bonuses on initiative at level three. You don't get that later. Karate style kick that does 2d6 damage instead of 1d8. Better. And any foot strike except leap kick, that's snap kick, stuff like that, back kick, you get all those special attack moves for free. Well, no, not for free, but for, for level three. And then we have assassin, which technically you're not supposed to get if you are good, if you're on the good spectrum. But if you're on the selfish or unprincipled or whatever, then you can get hand-to-hand assassin. Now, the problem with hand-to-hand assassin is you start off at level one with one less attack per round. But at level two, you get an additional two, which means once you reach level two, you're better than everybody else until level three with for the martial artist. So there, there's give and take. And you, you, get, uh, you get a lot more damaging bonuses, plus four to damage and all physical attacks. Uh, a karate punch that does two two d four damage at level three. Uh, plus one additional attack at level five again. Uh, plus one to strike with a thrown weapon. Now, me personally, I think that you have to add on to add that on to your weapon bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought, I thought that the weapon proficiencies actually said that that it include throwing. Okay, good. As well. I, I could be wrong about that, but I uh, thought well, it said that. We're, we're, we're going to get there, too. We're going to get there, okay. too. All right? So this adds on, 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 unless otherwise stated, this should add on to whatever weapon bonus you get for being proficient with the weapon. And, you know, that's great because, you know, they assassins do like the blow dart thing, and an extra plus one to hit can't hurt. Can't hurt at all. And then we have hand-to-hand commando, which we haven't seen because we didn't do uh, ninjas and super spies. Which doesn't mean running around without your underwear on, you sickos. No, doesn't mean that at all. This is a fighting style. This is quick and dirty. To talk to police officers, soldiers, bodyguards, thieves, anyone else who will be expected to live by violence. While it lacks the mastery of martial arts, an expert fighter knows how to scrap quickly and efficiently. At high levels, especially, those with a skill can often hold their own against dedicated masters of martial arts. This is the, the combat you are taught to end the fight as quickly as possible. To either defeat your opponent very quickly or make your opponent disengage or to give you time to disengage. That's what this is for. This is not to win, to kill somebody and win that way. This is to take down somebody, pin, incapacitate them, end the fight as quickly as possible. Either you win or you get away. That's what hand-to-hand commando is for. And you start with four actions per round. Weapon proficiency, paired weapons, body flip throw, body block tackle, and plus two to save versus horror factor. Now, that seems weird. That comes out of nowhere. No one else has that. That's true. But remember, the mindset of someone who takes martial arts commando is get in and out. You don't have time to think. You don't have time to process, to fully process what's going on. So during the fight, 
you are fully focused on that fight. Things like horror factor have less of an effect on you because you are laser focused. That's my interpretation of why they get the bonus to horror factor. You can come up with whatever you want, but that that's what I believe it is in my game. And then you get bonuses just like everything else. But here, check this out. Level oh, five. Level nine. But Okay, go level five. Level five. Plus two automatic dodge. I didn't see that anywhere else. Let me, let me look at martial artists. Does he get an automatic dodge at any point? Uh, no, no. And no, no automatic dodge at any point, even for the martial artist. So commando, while you may not be a master of fighting, you don't have all of the different tricks and styles that the others, others get you get the, the quick and dirty stuff. You get the automatic dodge. You get in. Like I said, it's supposed to, you're supposed to get in, get out, win as soon as possible. Not getting hit is really part of that. And not burning an action, trying to dodge, can be the difference between winning and losing in the first round of combat. I, I like number uh, level nine here because death below on an 18 to 20. Yes, and notice it specifically does not state you must call it. Usual death blows, especially in Heroes Unlimited, you must call a death blow before you roll. I'm attempting a death blow. I thought, oh, I see. I thought you had to call it if it didn't say automatic. Like automatic knockout, I thought. Let's look. You didn't have to call, but uh, knockout, you did have to call. Let's look. Hang on. Uh, disarm, death blow. A special attack designed to kill an opponent in one or two strikes. This attack is often limited in hand-to-hand -hand combat to the roll of a natural uh, 20 or a natural roll of 18 to 20. Whenever the words death blow are presented without limitation, the character can use a death strike whenever he desires. However, such a significant stat counts as two. Okay, no, you still have to you still have to call it, and it okay. counts as two attacks if there are no limitations on it. And on level nine, there's no limitation on this. Okay. So you call it. Before you roll, my mistake, you call it before you roll, and it takes two actions according to the according to what Death Bull reads. Now, why, why, is it, why is it important though? 20, why why get, is it important that it takes two actions and so forth? I mean, uh, the reason being is because uh, uh, if you're fighting another human and mm -hmm. you successfully land a death blow, what that does is it does double the normal damage, including any physical physical strength bonuses, directly to hit points. Bypasses SDC. Bypasses SDC and armor all together. Um, even if it's natural armor, goes straight to SD. Goes straight to hit points. That can kill you straight away. Double damage straight to hit points. Max, let's say you are a level nine uh, oh, commando, wow. and you have plus two to damage. Uh, additional attack. Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, you're rolling a D six. Okay. Plus two. D6 plus that's it? Just a D6 plus two? Just a D6. You have no physical strength bonus whatsoever. All right. <laughs> I rolled a one, so three. Fucking hell. All right. So this isn't quite a death blow, but oh my God, I'm hurt blow. All right. <laughs> because he did six damage direct to hit points. The average amount of hit points a normal person has is between 10 and 13 if they're level one. So even an average roll, if he rolled a three, 
he would kill the lower end average person in a single strike. Because he would get three plus two, five times two is 10. It doesn't say double dice. It says double damage. No double dice, no double damage dice. No, double damage, which means you add up all the bonuses and then double it. So a death blow is a big thing. But hey, wait a minute. What if I death blow a mega damage creature? We've got rules for that too. It's not applicable unless you are a mega damage, unless you're doing mega damage yourself because SDC against MDC, SDC goes and doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. But you do mega damage and you death blow against a mega damage structure and or not structure, but a mega damage being. Uh, uh, death blow so devastating to the creature's body that it cannot bioregenerate injury from the death blow for 1d4 hours. Now, most mega damage beings can bioregenerate every round, four rounds, hour, half hour, whatever. They have magical regeneration. This death blow has the damage you do with this death blow cannot be regenerated. So if you're fighting a vampire and you do, do a death blow, a vampire's regeneration is magnificent. Not the damage you did with the death blow can't be regenerated for 1d4 hours. Now it doesn't say anything about damage doubling. Oh, or a demon slayer, blah blah blah. Fighting another mega damage being pretty much the same as oh, pretty much the same as above. Only a successful death blow is so dev. Okay, it is double damage, direct hit points if they have it. But usually mega damage creatures don't have hit points, so it's just double damage MDC, and they can't regenerate. That's a good deal. I mean, it won't. It's usually doesn't matter for that fight, except for the double damage. But then not being able to regenerate, even if they run away and you chase them, they're not healing and you are. They're staying weak while you're getting stronger. Hand hand assassin, commando. I'm not even going over dragon hand hand combat because that's stupid. Dragons should not be characters. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna enable that. Well, it's here for people who want to play dragon characters. It's here for people who want it. And there you go. Subscribe for Heathen Dog saying you should never play a dragon. Never play a dragon. The next base, the next combat we're going over is robot and power armor. Okay, what page? The next page. There it is. To the right. Yep. Characters with skill are taught the fundamentals of operate. This is basic. This is basic. The fundamentals of operating all types of power armor suits, such as the Flying Titan, Samus, Glitter Boy, and others, as well as basic types of robot vehicles. This gives you. This is the. This is the strip mall karate equivalent of power armor combat. I zipped it up. I put it on. They didn't size it for me though. I just you know. Yeah, you're you're not going to fall down when you try and run. You know if 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 you watched Avengers. Uh, Infinity War, where 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 uh, Bruce Banner was in the Hulkbuster armor, and he was trying to jump and he fell on himself, stuff like that. He didn't even have basic, basic robot combat. That's why he fell down. This teaches you how to use your equipment and not look like an idiot. Well, I think it says it pretty well right here. Um, the emphasis of training is on piloting, not combat. Yeah. So that's why you have low bonuses in combat. If you look down, plus one action attack per round, plus those of the pilot. 
Uh, that is pretty so, cool, though. One so extra your hand-to-hand action? combat. Yeah, your hand-to-hand combat adds two because a power armor or a robot, you still have to move it like it's like you're like it's you you have to pantomime it which means if you are trained in hand-to-hand combat when you throw a punch with a power armor you get all your bonuses for your hand-to-hand combat because you actually have to punch it's not just in your head you actually have to punch so you get these bonuses and you get damage per robot physical strength which is greater than normal physical strength which does which does mega damage and there there is a chart for that later on then we go to power armor Robot and Power Armor Combat Elite. This is where you're actually trained to fight. That's why the bonuses are much higher. You can now critical strike. If you as the pilot could critical strike, you can critical strike in armor. You we, you went way past. You went you. Oh no, there it is. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. You're there. This is flying. This is particularly flying power armor. Yeah, that's just particular flying. Okay, but power armor combat elite bonuses plus one per melee armor plus those of pilot level one plus an additional attack while you're in the armor only at levels three, six, nine, and twelve. You can critical strike if you could normally critical strike outside of armor. You can critical strike inside of armor as well. Bonus on initiative, bonus strike with energy and long range weapons. Lots of bonus, bonus, bonus. Lots of these bonuses. You get them all right away. Notice there is no there is no level restriction or minimum. You get them all right away. Then there's ground-based power armor, heavy ground armor. There's all kinds of all kinds of different specialty stuff, heavy vehicular style robots. And so, there's so also this there, one right here, though. Boy. Yeah, this well, this ground-based one. Uh, all right, uh, it is going to say is actually pretty prevalent. Yeah. Glitter boy killer. What is that? That that, that is. is in the the juicer <laughs> uprising, which you got but didn't read. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. No. Yeah, it's 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 made specifically against glitter boys. It negates their their automatic dodge. Oh, neat. Yeah. Heavy ground. Is this what I'm going to be playing on December second? A heavy ground robot? No, no, no. no. And we go through all of the robot stuff. Blah blah blah. Battle and injuries. Recovery. Uh, we know recovery of SC and hit points on unless you're using magic. Uh, you you recover at normal human stuff. This, this is location damage for, for robot combat. We're not going to get into that. It is there. You can call shots for certain parts. Like I want to call shot in the foot, call shot in the head, call shot in the arm. You can Which do might that. be important for a robot when you're firing a weapon that does like, you know, 2d6 mega damage and it's got, you know, 300, uh, you know, MDC. Yeah. So you might want to just shoot out its weapon or shoot out its power yeah. source or, or, or do its the, cameras. Do the, yeah, you do know, the Bruticus thing, shoot the three yeah. dots on the back. Yeah. And uh, remember, if you're if you're fighting a power armor pilot, he doesn't have a window. He sees through cameras. If you can shoot out the cameras, he's blind. Unless he opens up the power armor to, to see, and then he's a he's a juicy nougat center that you can shoot and just murder. So we're gonna go down to the basics of mega damage. But before we get there, we're gonna look at chat. We're gonna look at okay. what's going on in chat. What, what, uh, there we started. Go. This is gonna be page three fifty-five. Yeah, there it is. All right. What I start? I didn't start too many. Uh, first one missiles. A missile blast radius. You don't we need to fire. Missiles yet. We haven't gotten missiles yet. Skip that. Skip that. Well, you Skip talked it. about it. You talked Skip about it. it a little bit. <laughs> no. Oops. There I didn't is. want to unstar that. Uh, can't talk about it and then tell them they can't chat about it. <laughs> uh, they get rid of simultaneous strike. It seems so. It seems so. I, I haven't unless, read this particular book that closely. Unless we completely missed it, 
unless both of us missed it. Yes, I didn't see simultaneous strike. Uh, pre riffs, however, uh, when your hand to hand says, or one if you don't have it, that really depends. First and second edition, uh, I, I, I know that that uh, Heroes Unlimited second edition, you you are born with two. You're yeah, well, I think pre riffs is all first edition, isn't it? Yeah, could be, but again, we're talking about second edition stuff because we're we're talking about things that you can buy now, new. I don't know what this is about anymore, so we'll skip there are that. Two separate categories. I don't know what that's about anymore either. Sorry, nerdy <laughs> ogre. Okay, that's uh, correct. Oh, this is about the um, the the rule. Of, like, do they get one attack, two attacks, three attacks, whatever? That's correct. Uh, sorry, it's one, it's one attack, two two uh, non combat combat actions. Yeah, one attack so, action, two non combat actions for a total of three. And he says, well, if, but if, uh, if you're able to use both, then you quickly find out the character with no skill have more overall actions in a round than combat guys, so it really needs to be an or. So there's there's debate nope. even in the chat, and that's what Nerdy Ogres was. Yeah, uh, but the thing of- is, yeah, I, that, that, that may be before we got to the first hand-to-hand basic where now you have four instead of three. And they're increased in utility because you have four actions that can be used for both combat and non-combat instead of the demarcation between the two. So you get one more. And and increased all their utility. Uh, so Fat Gamer says, uh, just use a twenty five dollar gift card one to get the Rifter zero and a few other uh, books. Couldn't find a Rifter nine and a half. Only Rift. Well, actually, I own two Rifters now. I do not have this in PDF. I only have this version of it, and I actually got it back when we were stationed on Andrews Air Force Base <laughs> way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, because it was like the only riffs book that I liked at that time. So yeah, I got it. Cause I was like, if I'm going to talk about riffs, this is how I'm going to talk about it. But anywho. Yeah. So I, I don't actually have this in PDF. You can tell that it's been barely ever open. Cause it doesn't yeah. have the palladium. No, it doesn't have the palladium peel. <laughs> uh, Nerdy Ogre says uh, page 347 covers simultaneous attack. So they do still have it. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, Max, what was uh, hand-to-hand fight? So does furry one get? Well, those are monsters. So whatever monsters get, unless it's uh, what do you call that game? Uh, after the bomb, but then after the bomb doesn't have a yif mode, so you can't actually combine your animals like a transformer into a big animal. So I would say it's still a monster. So whatever monsters get, that's what you get. Aren't you happy I answered that? There you go. There it is. So if you're if you're worried about simultaneous attack, like oh no, the bad guy and me, we go at the same time, we both decide to attack. What happens? Well, you look up simultaneous attack on page three forty seven. Isn't you that one page after uh, saving throws, or is that three twenty six, three forty six, three twenty six, whatever? I think. Well, uh, we started at three thirty nine, so it's got to be after that. Okay. Okay. Mega damage. Works the same way as SDC. Only it represents a level of technology so advanced that MDC materials are better. At than the heavy armor of the 21st century tank. Nanotechnology has even allowed for the creation of MDC material light enough to be used as body armor by ordinary humans. Super armor with MDC was created before the Great Cataclysm during the Golden Age of Man and a countermeasure to new weapons that inflict mega damage. That's true. One mega damage point equals 100 SDC. That means if you do 1d6 mega damage, you're actually doing 100 to 600 SDC slash hit point damage. That means that if you get hit with a mega damage weapon, even one, one mega damage point of damage, 
you are very likely dead. But the hole's only this big. It was a laser. Yeah, but when the laser hit you, it instantly cooked every organ in your body. So, so one of the I, I hope you weren't planning on going deeply into that because we're going to be talking no. about missiles later. But there is talk about it here, and I know this because I did some research on this a few months ago. But it talks about uh, where is it? Uh, well, it does talk about. It's one of these paragraphs here talks about what happens to uh, an SDC person when smacked by even one mega damage. Uh, yes, there, uh, there, don't go there deer are, hunting with a mega damage rifle. There are optional rules. There are optional rules for impact fall and and uh and uh punch through punch you know and knock back stuff like that that can damage you inside mega damage armor even if the mega damage armor wasn't breached because you're basically rattled around inside your armor vehicle power armor robot whatever you're rattled around in there and ju just like a brain injury your brain gets rattled around sure your skull isn't broken but your brain just beat against the, the sides of your inside of your skull a couple of times and you start swelling and bleeding and that could kill you. So what yeah. happens, Heathen Dog, if you're sitting in, say, a robot power armor and you have 50, uh, 50 mega damage uh, capacity of armor left and somebody does 60 mega damage to that robot? Okay, now, in old riffs... When you break through the armor, the armor is now broken. You have zero, zero MDC armor, but the rest of the damage is nullified. That's old riffs. That's new riffs also. That's new riffs also? Okay, yep. good. That's riffs ultimate also. Okay, so you are not going to be one-shotted. Now. But you are going to be breathing. <laughs> Whatever is there. <laughs> now, the thing is, I personally, again, here's my opinion again. If you get hit with catastrophic damage, I don't really care. Oh, no, the, the rules say it nullifies after it breaks through. No. And what I mean by catastrophic damage, I mean, say, double, excuse me, double your normal capacity. So let's say your armor has 35 MDC. You have plastic boy armor, right? And you get hit with 35 plus 35. You get hit with, with 70 mega damage. That's double what your armor can absorb. I'm going to say, no, you're dead. It blew through not only the front, but it blew through the back. No, it blew Dude. around. It blew around. Give me a no. Belt. It didn't blow around. <laughs> it literally, it literally bifurcated your armor. So no, you did not live through that. That's catastrophic damage. You're dead. A mountain falls on you. You're dead. But by the uh, rules, shut up. You're dead. <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, uh, no, uh, but I understand that, oh, one mega damage got through. That means you're dead. Technically. Yes. That's why they made this rule. So people aren't one shotted by one damage point. Cause that makes people feel things and throw things. So I get it. I get why it's there, but that's why my house rule is a catastrophic damage rule. If it over doubles your armor's capacity, you're dead. Or the damage is not nullified. Because there are mega damage creatures that are human sized that can wear mega damage armor. Fine. Then you take the damage yourself. It got through. Now, 
Here's a special thing. Mega damage capacity is impervious to SDC hit point damage. But, but, if a single attack of an SDC weapon does 100 damage or more, it is converted to mega damage and rounded down. For are example, there any that, that do that much SDC. Yes, there are oh. there are missiles, SDC missiles, that do over one can do over one hundred SDC damage in a single roll. Okay. If that occurs, you divide by one hundred and go down to the to the lowest whole number. That's mega damage. So if I do 120 damage of SDC damage in a single strike, that will equate to one mega damage. If I do 99 SDC, that equates to zero mega damage. Now, most guns, like handheld firearms, cannot do 90, cannot do 100 SDC in a single attack. Most cannot. Only ones that are made to take out tanks can, and only if they roll really well and burn through an entire magazine or something. So this isn't going to come up a whole lot. Not a whole lot. And here we are. Hit point SC damage while inside MDC armor. That's to the right. Mm -hmm. Impact damage. Falls from great height, high speed crashes, explosions, whatever. You can take damage, and here's the damage table at the beginning of the next page. Fall. One point of SDC or hit point damage for every 20 feet fallen. High-speed crash. 1d4 SDC or hit point damage for every 20 miles an hour of speed above 50 miles an hour. Why don't they say 70 miles an hour and then every time? I don't know why. I, I'm still so stuck on the fall thing. One point yes. for every 20 feet? So you only yeah. take five points of damage from falling from 100 feet? Yes. Because the inside of all power armor, mega damage armor, and robot oh, armor oh, this is, is padded. Body. Okay, you know what? I didn't catch that. To body yes. and power armor. Got it. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. It is that makes padded sense. inside. Now, I make special exception for the Glitter Boy because the, the Glitter Boy is an exception. In its description, it says that the inside is heavily padded. No other power armor says that. No other robot armor says that. It is heavily padded. So I would, me, as a house rule, I would say, no, Glitter Boys are the exception to this because they are manufactured differently. It's kind of like the whole uh, science class in middle school where you where you make a, a, a shell around an egg and drop it from one story or two stories and the egg survives. It's engineered to make sure that you, as the egg, survive and don't take damage. So for Glitter Boy, I make exceptions. But for every other power, armor, whatever, I, I use this. And uh, Mega Damage Technology, we don't need to do that. Designer's Notes, we don't really need that. How Mega Damage works. Again, this is not what this is not what I'm going to... If, if you want to read you know, the ins and outs of the thinking about how Mega Damage came to be, then yes, this is something you want to read before you run a game or, you know stuff like that but we're not going to do it right now we're, we're trying to give you the basics here and then dive into it a bit so you can understand exactly. it that uh, nuance every little thing now before we get into range combat which is on page 360 we're going to check out some more chat <laughs> 
uh, let me get to, to the beginning of this section down first. a little bit. There you go. There we go. All right. Um, so hand to hand, no combat is three attacks, six, uh, six non combat. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, uh, at level nine. Yeah, that would be nine actions by the end versus hand to hand basic expert martial arts, commando seven, assassin eight. So what he's saying is that the hand the person with no combat would has end more up total actions, but only three of them can be used for combat. The other ones are for like picking up stuff, drawing a weapon, pushing a button. Okay. That's not going to help you defend against the, the level 15 assassin. Sorry. You're st I, I still call no, no hand to hand is a disadvantage. And even in this case, I think the only reason in this that uh, lets you run away faster. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree with him is because, so you're telling me that the person with no hand to hand skills, well, because I wasted my entire life trying to learn how to fight. I push door buttons slower. Like I have one door button action less per turn. Okay, are you gonna lose sleep on that? Yes, because then there should not be an, there, then there should there should never be an advantage to not having hand to hand. In a fight, there isn't. Outside of a fight, there shouldn't be either. If you're gonna tell me that boxing accounts for, no, uh, for no, you don't get it, you don't get it, you don't get it. You're 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 reading it incorrectly. Just like violence solves everything is thinking this incorrectly. You are totaling these actions thinking that makes it equal. It doesn't. Yes, it does. It, no, it doesn't. Think of it like this. In a fight, how many buttons you're going to push? How many weapons are you going to draw? How useful are those not six non-combat actions, really? It's irrelevant. They could be it, very it is useful. completely irrelevant. I, I, I'm trying to make you expand your mind. Please, please let me help you. I'm trying to bring you into reality. Not, no, not... I, I, you, I, okay, okay. Calm down. Open your mind a little bit. In combat, your your attack, your your uh, your uh, combat actions are the most important. Could be three, not That's always. All... Maybe Stop you need it. to expand your mind because combat done. doesn't I'm have to done. be the most important. I'm not done. That means shut your shut your mouth hole. You have three actions that are the most important, and then you have six actions which you which most of which you probably can't even use because they can't be used to dodge. They can't be used to parry. They can't be used to block. They can't be used to entangle. They, they can't be used to roll with punch fall. These are all attack actions. They can be used to draw a weapon, put away a weapon, push a button, open a door, all of which in combat, one or two of those per round may be useful, but the rest of them can't be effectively used to help you in combat. And now actions let's go are not just for combat though. They are now. If you have no hand-to-hand -hand combat, you have no hand-to-hand -hand skill whatsoever. No, no. When it comes to how many actions you get per round, it's not just about combat. That's why Kevin, and I don't know why he does this in this book, because if you read Kevin's style guide, he doesn't even want you using the word action. I don't know if he got rid of that or whatever, but he has a style guide written out there. He doesn't even want you using the word action. Everything is attack. Well, not for, not for these people. With no combat training, they have three attack actions and six non-combat. This is at level 15 now. Right, 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 right. Yeah, this is at level 15, all right? Now we'll move to out of combat. Out of combat, they have six actions. Seems like a lot, right? Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of opening doors, putting away weapons, eyeing the room, stuff like that. Together, it's nine actions. 
but really it's three actions in one situation and six actions in another. Let's look at the trained people, seven and eight. Sure. I, th I think you're separating combat and non-combat too much there. No, Because you can take non-combat actions during a combat round. Yes, but it's they're not combat effective. Yes, they can be. They absolutely no. can be. Shutting a door so that somebody can't shoot you is absolutely effective. Okay, so that's one non-combat action sure. that was effective in, in combat. Great. Mm -hmm. How many more non-combat actions of your six are going to Depends be effective on the in scenario. combat? Okay, Depends so you have scenario. four. You have you have four attack viable actions per round. Okay. How are you seeing still four? Far less than seven and eight, isn't it? Where are you getting four? Three, three for attack, and one for being able to close the door. Those all again. You, you're you're, you're looking at everything as either it must be combat or it must not be combat. Because that's exactly what this is. No, three that's... actions must be attack. Must be combat. Yes. Six actions must be designated as non-combat. Yes. There is a slash. You may not use them. But, but in a combat round, you can use either. Yes. It's not like, well, it's a combat round. I can't do anything else. But that you gives cannot them nine. make all six of those non-combat actions effective in combat. You can't. You cannot. That's an opinion. No, there is no situation. I will give you a week to think of one. You're not going to. Now I'll give chat because they're probably talking about it in chat already that where where that can be done. Pick it up, picking a lock. I don't know. I mean, you, we can throw a whole ton of things out there that people do in games that would happen picking during a, lock a round. In combat is dumb. It is not an effective combat. It action. doesn't matter if it's dumb or not. It's there. You can fucking call it dumb all you want. It doesn't make it. It's not, <laughs> it's not an effective <laughs> combat action because you you cannot do anything else. If you're in combat, you cannot pick a lock and be in combat. You are going to be auto hit. Okay. You may not be taking a combat action, but combat is happening. Therefore, okay. I could still shoot, try to pick a lock. Uh, what else did it say I could do up there? Drink a potion. <laughs> Whatever the hell is there is in riffs. Um, Picking a lock cannot be done in one in one round. I forget the list that it set up there uh, a bit ago, but it, it, show, it showed some things that you can do during yes. a round. And yes. maybe it could be picked in a round. I'm not talking using this. I've got a scan. Doot, doot, doot. Okay, now the buttons are pushed and the door looks, I, I hacked well, it through my- that's, that's actually putting the code. That's okay. <laughs> that's a little different. <laughs> not really, but okay. Really? Will you hack it? Whatever. Again, don't, that, don't get pedantic that, here. Don't don't turn I'm, into those I'm just saying, you know, if you're hacking it, you're actually, you know, de decrypting it. If you're picking it, you don't know the code. If you're just pressing the buttons of a code you already know, that's not either, picking a lock. Either that's way, doesn't matter. All non-combat actions. You're right. And those <laughs> that, uh, if you know the code, that's opening a door. And you can open a door in combat and close a door in combat. Great. The thing is, in combat, all six of those non-combat actions cannot be used effectively. <laughs> cannot. Jesus so Christ. no, this is completely fair. Max is just wrong. Don't worry about it. It happens a lot. Max is just okay. wrong. Because the the uh, anyone with basic expert martial arts commando or assassin has not only more effective actions in combat, they have more effective actions out of combat because all of their actions can be used for either. There is no limitation on how many of their total actions must be used for combat or must be used for non-combat. Not only do they have more versatility, 
I'm just yeah. going to say that I don't agree with the idea that somebody uh, with no no combat experience in a combat round with combat happen around him, even if it's not consequential in your mind to the combat, would have more actions, more capability. And that's how that math works out there. And I disagree with the premise that they have more actions per round. I disagree with the premise of adding those together because they are separate types of actions that do not get added together. It's three or six. And yet you could do all nine in a round. No. Then we go back to what we were saying before. We, <laughs> that, that I win. No, you, you can't. You can't do all nine in a round. Okay. Well, then let's see what chat says about that one. Because then that goes back to saying whether there's one, two, or three. Where I say that it's uh, a two, and you were saying that it's three because they combine together. Back at level one. Right. But now you're saying they don't combine together. Well, the thing is, six non-combat actions inside of combat. In 15 seconds. In 15 seconds. You think you can perform six? six if the you know, game says I can, going with okay, the direct rules can, of the game, then no, yes. Six of those, all six of those are not going to actually be effective in combat. It's not going to matter. You're doing things like, I can jump up and down six times and then attack three times. I'm using all nine. Yeah, okay. But that jumping on a down didn't do anything except Depends. make you look like an idiot. Maybe it does make you look like an idiot. Maybe it distracts the enemy. Maybe you're jumping up and down to try to break through the floor to get to the level below you because you found a soft spot in the floor. And getting down to the next level is where you need to be. I don't know what the reason is. What I'm saying is that each one of those can be used. Now, it shouldn't take you four or six jumps to do that, but I'm just saying. Like, well, it, again, this is this is a mega damage environment, so your weight is probably meaningless. Yeah, Omen Owl says, don't forget about boxing. So four attacks. Wait. Yeah, but, uh, okay. But then, no, it, oh, that's right. Boxing is not a hand-to-hand -hand combat training. So technically, if you're allowed to take it, because a lot of times secondary skills, you're not allowed to take boxing and gymnastics. So it has to be in your OCC or your OCC related. Yeah, I don't think any of them have that. Yeah, May maybe one or two man-at-arms do, but other than that, no. And and if you take a man-at-arms OCC, you get hand-to-hand -hand basic for free. So it doesn't even doesn't even count for you. Just, so just, no, just you wouldn't have boxing. For, for, I, I got to put this out here because I know people heard what I said a bit ago. I would never have this discussion if I was running a game. It's my game, my rules. This right. is what I'm ruling. So this would not to make my games 12 hours long. This entire conversation may happen after the game, but it would never happen inside no, the game. No. Vice versa, if he was running the game, we wouldn't have this conversation either. No. He would be making a ruling and we'd move on. That's true. Yeah. I, I, this is some. This is theory crafting right now. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that in, a, in right, this type right. of but, episode. But here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you don't have hand-to-hand -hand combat, you get... You get starting starting at level one, you get one action that can be used in combat, two actions that can be used out of combat. They cannot be mixed and matched. They cannot be added together. That's it. If you have a hand-to-hand -hand combat, all of your actions can be used for attack, non-combat, combat, whatever. It doesn't matter. I so feel like get, that changes what you said when we first got, when we first started talking about not. at level one, though. It does not. Okay. It does not. There you go. If you want to and punch see, somebody, you use your attack. 
If you want to open a door, you use your use your non-combat thing. And if but you want to open a door and punch somebody, use one of each. Use one of each. And if you Therefore want, you can have. punch somebody, open door, through door, close door. That there, yeah, level one with, with no hand-to-hand, -hand, that's all you got. But the level one with hand-to-hand -hand basic has four actions. Open door, through door, close door, punch you. Punch you again. No, open door, through door, close door, punch you, punch you. So, yeah, you're in trouble. So, so Omen also says, jump to console, press release the button, press the button to open trap door, run through door, press the button, and in the meantime, you can still shoot three times. <laughs> not well, but you can. Well, not if you're facing the other way. That's a lot of running, by the way. That's a lot of running you, in another you can, direction. No, nothing in the game says, no, you can't shoot while running. That is true. Yeah, you get horrible minuses. You're, you're shooting wild if you're shooting while moving, unless you have the sharpshooter skill or some some new West skill. I forget what it is, but you have to, if you have a, the proper skill, you can shoot while moving with no minuses, but anywhere else shooting from horseback, shooting from a train, shooting from a vehicle, shooting while running, shoot. I'm sorry. Shooting while moving is considered wild shot, which is no bonuses. Is it wild just for moving? Yeah. Okay. yeah we're we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Right, well, let's finally, let's finally get there. Uh, like a uh, heathen dogs house rule for mega damage. I think I'll use it myself. That's uh, talking about your double, the double damage. Right, right. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I get, I get hit with the SDF1, you know, main cannon, which does 2 million MDC. But after the first 35, it's canceled out. It wasn't meant to be that. It wasn't meant to be like that. It wasn't. Uh, this issue I have with MDC is the reliance on MDC weapons and rifts. Uh, let, me, let me take this for a second as the non-rifts player. Okay. I agree with this on one level. And here's what I mean by that. I'm looking for a space opera type game that the only things that use MDC are, like he was saying, the SDF-1, right? Or right. a tank cannon or something like that. Nothing you can hold in your hands can do MDC. Sure. So with that in mind, I agree with him. Caveat to that is, Rifts is everything. <laughs> I mean, you said it earlier. If you're not yeah. wearing MDC armor, you're 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 yeah. You're done. You shouldn't be outside. You know, right. outside the safety of of your home area, you shouldn't be outside because the world is now dangerous to humans. The world is now deadly to humans. I mean, the I mean, I I I believe the world wants to kill me right now. That that's why people you know, make houses and have climate control, all that stuff, because the world is dangerous. It wants to murder you. Now it wants to murder you real effectively and it can. So cobble together some, some, some MDC armor before you go outside hunting. Yeah. I, I will actually say that on the flip side, I think SDC armor is stupid in riffs. Yes. I, I, to be, to be fair. Is, I go. is a false sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely a false sense of security. I, I don't even, th I'll go one step further and say, I don't even think it should be in the game. Well, I understand it in the game just because of backwater farmers, stuff like that. And they, they go hunting for bears for food or something for food. And they, they only hunt SDC creatures. They know where yeah. the MDC monsters are and they're, they're trained to not go in those areas, stuff like that. Maybe yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't I I mean it's absolute, but yes, I mean, I, I get what you're yeah, saying. I'm just saying that. For, for if you're a player character and you have SDC armor, you should be laughed away from the table. Yes. Yes, definitely. I'm on board with that. And sure. then just for a clarification's sake, 
199 yeah. SDC is one like MDC. I said, round down. You always round down when converting SDC to MDC. All right. And no, I'm not going to apologize to Crafty. For what? He said, this is why Max's games take 12 hours. It's like, uh, no, I like no, long no, it games. Been, it would have been done. It would have been done. Yeah. You'd have a lot to say to him after the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But the game's moving on. Yeah. All right. Modern weapon. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Modern weapon proficiencies. Excellent segue. Modern weapon proficiencies. Now, this is this is important. Uh, modern weapon proficiencies give you your bonuses straight up, and they are based on your level. You don't get physical prowess bonuses like you do in hand to hand combat. You get the bonuses for your weapon. Let's check it out. Uh, 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 wait, wait. First, I want to check to make sure that this this particular training actually gives you the ability to maintain your weapon. <laughs> that became an issue for you. I'm pissed off. A modern weapon, a particular type of weapon, gives the character a good understanding of all of these things, which are uh, careful aim requires practice weapon, different categories of weapon have different applications, quirks, considerations, and you know to get optimum performance, blah, blah, blah. Character will know how to handle the weapon safely and how to use and reload it, disassemble, unjam, clean, and otherwise maintain the weapon. It's right there. Which, Put it on which screen. Which, which, which go, way to is left. It? go to the left. Go to the left. Left. Okay. Go down. Going down. Stop. Go up a little bit. Going up a little bit. Stop. Stopping. He also knows the bait. Character will know how to handle a weapon in the middle of the paragraph that's right uh -huh. there. Modern weapon the character, the character will there we know go. how. The character will know how. There you go. Keep the whole sentence. Boom. There it is. Right. If you Stop. get your weapon proficiency, you can maintain your weapon. You were trained to maintain it. That doesn't mean repair it. If the if the cocking mechanism or the hammer breaks, it doesn't mean you can repair it. You can replace it because you can disassemble and reassemble the weapon. Says so right here. If you have a spare component, you can replace it. Is that a repair? Not by the definition of this weapon proficiency. So I don't want to hear anything else about, oh, no, you have to have a separate skill to maintain your weapon. Not in riffs. Stop it. All right, moving on. If you have no weapon proficiency in the weapon, that's on the right side top of this page. You can still shoot it. There's nothing stopping you. Nothing stopping you at all. But you get no bonuses whatsoever. You cannot make aimed or called shots. And you suffer a penalty of minus three to strike with burst attacks, minus five to strike when shooting a machine gun or other high weapon, and minus six when shooting wild. This is because you don't know how to walk the shots. You, you don't know how to handle the recoil. You, you, you don't know how to... You have not been trained in in how how to how to fire in these special circumstances or or special, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, special modes. You don't know how to do it. Uh, it's kind of like uh, so, like like a like a ten year old who's never had a machine gun before, flipping it to full auto and just pressing the trigger. Yes, you can do that, but this will happen. There's only one part of this I disagree with. Only What's one. That? What's that? And that's don't know how to reload. That that part bothers me because Eclipse are still just 
e-clips are still just magazines you put they in are. there. That's true. But where where is the button that releases the clip? If you're not trained in the weapon at all, do you know that? Can you figure it out? Sure. In combat? No. <laughs> no. You're going to need a few minutes with that gun in a no in a no stress situation to really take stock of what all the buttons do. I, th I think that uh, I, don't get me wrong. I get it to force people to take weapon proficiencies. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of a game mechanic thing. But in a world that's as violent as this, just think about it. And I'm not even saying America is violent. I'm just saying as an American, I was laughing at my wife for not knowing how to do a couple of these things. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I realized, oh, wait, she didn't grow up with this stuff. Like on TV every day, uh, all over the place. Now, I, I kind of picture this world being one of those worlds where you see everybody with weapons. You're going to know how to load. It. But I get it. The part of it is also, well, then why would I take the weapon proficiency? Because, you know, I can do all the important shit with it, right? I, well, I get except that. For, except for uh, maintain it, clean it, unjam it. I'm just saying that's, that's a, that's a, I wouldn't change the rule. I'm just saying that's a personal thing yeah. with me. It's just like, seems okay. odd to me. You can't even reload it. Like, okay. All right. Uh, traditional guns, and energy weapons, uh, the, the, the skills you can get handguns, rifles, shotguns, submachine gun, heavy military weapons, heavy flamethrowers. And then we get into the energy weapons, energy pistol, energy rifle, and heavy mega damage weapons, AKA heavy energy weapons. These are two different skills. Like, Oh, if I, if I have a skill in regular handgun, why doesn't that transfer over to energy weapon handgun or vice versa? Well, because if you're trained in, in one thing that has kickback, you're going to shoot differently another thing that doesn't i literally renamed these when i remember when i was doing kind of my palladium update as uh, weapon proficiency recoil weapon proficiency recoilless for there pistol and rifle and energy weapons and energy rifles are 99 of the time out of the box going to be some kind of laser thing or ion thing which is no recoil whatsoever yeah. there there's an argument to be made for plasma weapons because they it is a physical thing coming out of the barrel there's an argument to be made I'll give you that. Doesn't mean that, it, but according to the rules, it's an energy weapon and it's this skill. For that's, simplicity's that's, sake, I don't think we need a third, fourth, fifth. No, exactly. <laughs> weapon Just, proficiency. Yeah, keep keep it as simple as you possibly can. That's fine. And then we have weapon modifiers, uh, bonuses. Here, here they go. The only bon the only the only bonuses that apply to using guns and other ranged weapons are the specific weapon proficiency sniping skill bonus if the character has that skill any applicable bonus from the weapon itself and the ones that follow so what you're not going to see on this list is physical prowess bonus what you're not going to see on this list is physical strength bonus you're not going to see that you're not going to see it at all because it's only the skill in the weapon, not, not your general skill overall that actually counts. You're going to see stuff like aim shot, called shot, rapid fire. These will affect your bonuses. Rolling a natural 20 to strike always hits and does double damage. The only way it can miss if the defender rolls a natural 20 to dodge. But that's, that's, that's also common in hand-to-hand in, uh, in -hand combat as well. Do you think that all these different options here are a are bit... necessary? No. Well, yeah, let's put it that way. Are necessary? 
No, not at all. I mean, part of me likes the the simplicity of the aim shot, which I think is a bad term for it, but I get what he's going for there. You know, the, the aim shot, because it is different than called shot. It's just when a lot of people think about it, they think of it yeah. as a called shot. They think of it as a called shot, yeah. But it's actually, yeah. no, just shooting one shot instead of some kind of burst. Right. Uh, but the aim shot, burst shot, and and wild, I, I, I like... I like that. I also like how it comes into play with how much ammo you use and so forth. And I get that there's a sense of realism. I think he was trying to put in here outside the, 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 the cinematic scope. And I think that was part of people mentioning this because let's be honest in the nineties, one of the things that happened to role-playing games in the nineties is they really tried to become more and more simulationist over time. And I think, I think he dove down a rabbit hole too much in that one that he didn't need to. Right. Now, of all these bonuses and penalties, depending on circumstance, the one I want to go over, the only one I want to really go over is shooting wild, which is just okay. a little bit higher. Yep. There. It has a penalty of minus six to strike and applies even to trained weapons experts when the character is this laundry list of things terrified angry and rage panic off balance drunk shooting from a moving vehicle <laughs> platform horseback spraying an area shooting while under heavy fire himself and while running leaping dodging falling or hanging upside down that's a lot of caveats and addendums to give you a minus six that's a lot personally i think it's too much but I think it's I think it's just pointing out scenarios, kind of like what I was talking about before with that simulationist mindset, all yes. the different things that you could be involved in that would be considered shooting wild. Because how many times have you heard me? And I use this example because it happened like, OK, I'm holding on to the I'm holding on to the item that I need here. Aiming down while trying to swing from a tree like Tarzan to get to the other side. Going What's my role to fire? Oh, guess what? I'm pretty sure that's considered shooting wild. Yeah. That is a minus six. Now, that's not a straight minus six. It doesn't say that. Right. It's minus six for shooting wild. You still get your weapon proficiency bonus, whatever that may be. But, and and all the these other ones, shooting get. at a moving target, shooting at someone behind cover, you know, just yeah, to yeah. show the truth. They're all going to compile. Yeah, they're all going to compile together. But shooting wild is the most important because if you're moving anything faster than a walk, you get a minus six to your roll. If you're shooting from a moving vehicle, Minus six to your roll. Now, terrified, angry, enraged, panicked. Usually, I only I only give these minuses if someone fails some kind of horror factor thing or is under some kind of spell. Because I'm not going to, to say what people are thinking. Unless mm -hmm. they say, my character <laughs> is panicking. Then you just gave me all the ammunition I needed. You well, what about got just failing a horror factor check? I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Horror fact. You fail a horror factor check, and if you attack in that round, I'm going to say you're shooting wild because I'm going to say you're either terrified, angry, enraged, or panicked. If you're off balance, drunk, again, that that is a situational thing. That is uh, usually uh, that is a you know the off Player balance induced. thing is is very very temporary. The the drunk thing is not as temporary. But you put yourself in that situation. Ha, I I I got I got nothing for you. You know, eh, whatever. I mean, to, to be honest, this minus six shouldn't be happening all the time. You're trained. Right, exactly. Now, the dodging thing, I am a little upset about. How do you attack while dodging? Well, if you have an auto dodge, you can attack while dodging. Sure. Could that be serpentine, serpentine, serpentine? No, no. Well, 
And I only say that because it, if this is a true technical manual, no, it wouldn't be because dodging is a defined term. Yeah, it's a defined that would be term. Defined. But and it's nobody action. writes gaming books like technical manuals. Yeah, I know, so. I know. All right, all right. So I don't know the scope. So I'm going to give one example. If you are a juicer and 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 you and, and your opponent go on the same initiative, you attack simultaneously, you can attack and dodge at the same moment. You can do that. So should you get a minus six to your attack? I would rule no. In my game, it would be no. But I understand. I would really hate for somebody, because I'm seeing two here that are combat maneuvers. I'd really hate for somebody to say I'm minus six to attack because I spent my last action as a dodge. And I foresee somebody doing that by saying I this. Do, well, you, do, I, you dodge I in the same round or the leap attack. Yeah. I do a leap attack, which already takes up two actions. Right? And, and if I remember first. And it has to, yeah, if I remember correctly, it has, it has to be first one. And now you're telling me I landed. 15 second round, folks. I'm trained. That's why I have these multiple actions per round. And if you, you think should not four, be penalized the entire 15 seconds. Right. I agree. I agree. And I, I do see someone reading it like that. Yes. And I mean, I would off the cuff reading it like that, that person isn't yeah. wrong. No, you're right. You know, a, a, a initial first blush plain text reading seems like that's the deal. But I also understand that maybe it's only simultaneous, simultaneously dodging and attacking, simultaneously leaping and attacking, which can be done, can be done. Now, leaping and attacking, <laughs> I get that that's that's more than a walk. That's a run speed. That's a run speed maneuver. So I don't think you even need to say it because it's it's running. I'm but, not going to put okay. these on the screen later, but a lot kind of a lot of what chat's saying is this would be based on how you want to rule it as the house rules. Yeah. Because to be fair, house rules don't necessarily have to change the game. House rule could yeah. be I'm following the rule of the game. Yeah, I'm just uh, clarifying. Yeah how I want it to be to, you know, how I want it to work. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But that's the one I want to go over because that, in my opinion, out of all these is the most contentious. Yeah, I can see that. With a lot of people. Like, it's just because I'm running? I, I didn't I'm run a trained into commando. Why, why, why can't I run and shoot without a minus six? Well, here's why. That's stupid. Maybe so. Well, there's also a difference. I mean, most commandos don't run and shoot. They walk yeah. and shoot. They yeah, step they, they forward. walk and shoot, or they run to cover from cover to cover and yep. shoot while undercover. That's how they do it. Suppression so, fire might be while running. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fine. Uh, dodging bullets and energy blasts. You can dodge bullets and energy blasts, but you're at a minus 10 at point blank range and minus five at close range or within 50 feet of the shooter. Anything beyond that, you didn't see it coming. Wow, look at this written. And I know when we played in one of the Rifts games on Andrews, I forget, I think it was Bob's, but it might have been Garthon's. Um, we used our PP bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that was one of the issues between me and my other oh, elemental. So that happy Bob's game. Yep. That was uh, one of the issues between Elemental and Eyesore was the fact that he got all of his damn bonuses to shooting. Yeah. And normally he's not supposed to because physical prowess bonuses, like I said in the beginning, do not add to your weapon proficiency was that part of first edition and i don't care if you're wrong i just uh, do you remember okay i don't know okay. I don't know. Be and the re reason i asked because maybe that was a change from first to second that could or be a ultimate change. yeah okay that could be a change. all right all right anyway. let's let's look at uh let's look at you some chat you can't dodge shit 
Oh, sorry. Um, all right, got five stars. So Crafty, who I cussed out earlier. Friend, can I tell you, shut the F up. That person is not your friend. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I I was I was genuinely angry at Max like 10 minutes ago. I, I don't even care anymore. I was angry at the situation. I wasn't mad at you. Um, I'm not trying to be pedantic, but I'm just saying I wasn't mad at Heathen okay. Dog himself because if I was, then every time we talked, we'd be, be mad at you. Oh, angry. I shoot better when angry as I focus rather than go wild. There's probably a breaking point, though. I don't know. I yeah. mean... Yeah, if you're under the effect of horror factor, that's that's a different kind of of mental state. Also, I think as a game, you can't go into complete weird psychology of every no, single player. No, no, it would get it would it would get weird real but fast. Back to the house rule thing. If you want a house rule, you know what? I think that you gain focus. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, would many of these be considered optional modifiers? Now, the way we read them, no, because they're in no. the book. But they're ultimately, in the book, and they don't have optional as a parenthetical. Yeah. So but ultimately, no. isn't everything optional? <laughs> and ultimately, it's your it's it's your house, it's your rule. But this the Palladium. Whenever there's an optional rule, it'll say the rule parenthetical optional. I it, yeah, I don't need to add to that. <laughs> All right. Shooting wild is doing the Rambo M60 from the hit. I'm gonna disagree. Really? Yeah. Technically, it is, but okay. In in the real world, I agree. In the Rifts world of having a physical strength of 28. Okay. No. No. You are right. You are correct. The M60 is not meant to be shot without without the the uh, little tripod at least. Because yeah. of its yep. weight and recoil and, and, the, and the limitations of human strength. But in rifts, there are ways around that, like power armor or just having supernatural strength to where now it would be considered, uh, I don't know about shooting wild, but it wouldn't be, it would be a non-aimed shot. So you would just, you would not get the aimed bonus, but you wouldn't get minuses either. I, I, I agree with Max on that one. If you are strong oh, enough. Stop agreeing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> People going to think. This may be blasphemous, but games like this almost require an action deck. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I hope you like your, hope you like your timeout. <laughs> First he gets cussed out, and now he gets a timeout. Creepers, creepers. <laughs> For crafty and he pays us more than anybody else he paid for all of this <laughs> uh but uh players lay out what the character is doing so everyone at the table does not forget i mean i can see it in that context writing it down yeah. or whatever i think that's his point it's just writing it down all right all right but oops um there was one more i saw that i wanted to put up here um crap I don't see it. Let's let's move on to missiles. Cuz I don't see it. There was one more I wanted to put up, but let's let's just move oh. on to missiles. All right, missile combat. Oh, there we go. We'll just start with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you can't aim shot missiles, all right? Uh -huh. Sorry. All right. Here's a deal with missiles. No, no, the reason I wanted to get into it now is because 
starting with Heroes Unlimited, and uh, we we didn't go over ninjas and super spies, but starting there, the i the 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 power of automatic dodge became much more prevalent in Palladium games. Automatic dodge is is uh is incredibly powerful when you're facing hand to hand combat or normal range combat with you with your opponent. You don't have to give up an action to get something in return. You get a free roll to dodge. Whether it hits or not doesn't matter. It still didn't cost you anything. It's not as good as my regular dodge. Yes, but it didn't cost you anything. Missiles are the solution to that problem. If you have someone with a high dodge who's been dodging crap left and right, this guy can walk in the rain and not get wet. You know it. You've seen it or, or you're seeing it happen. What's the answer? Four missiles. That's the answer. Missiles in volleys of four or more cannot be dodged. Cannot. This is a hard rule. Cannot. This started, I don't know if it started in Robotech, but it's definitely in, 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 in Robotech. Four or more missiles cannot. Well, be Robotech done. was one of the earliest games. I, I would. Yes, yes. I, I would. I would venture a guess to say it started with Robotech, but I don't know that for sure. But it was there. It's also here. And uh, missiles most of the time have an AOE damage, which means if people are grouped up together, you hit one, you probably hit the other one. The only way to mitigate damage from four or more missiles is to roll with punch fall to take half damage. That's it. Well, no, there is another way. If you're in robot or power armor, you can put your arms in front of you to absorb the damage before it hits your main body. That's another way to do it. Can you actually do that? Yes. That that also started in, in, uh, in Robotech. Since missiles always hit the main body, if you go like this, they're going to hit your arms first. So they have to get through your arms, then to your main body, then to the pilot compartment, then to you, the squishy nugget center. This first, it's talking about blast radius and near misses after direct hits. Getting caught in a blast radius does half damage. That means the, the direct hit, the person who I'm actively targeting gets hit. Everyone around him that's in the blast radius of the missile, which is different depending on what, what missile you're firing, takes half damage. Now, they can also burn an action to roll with punch to take a quarter. That's up to them. But they automatically get hit with half damage. Uh, distance buys your character some luck. You take half damage because you weren't the target. Uh, or can be reduced by half again. I already said that with roll with punch fall. Okay. So missile damage notes. This is this is special missiles. The specialty missiles, armor piercing explosives, produce the most narrowly focused and directed blasts. They are designed for surgical strikes against armored opponents, tanks, robots, whatever, and inflict minimal collateral damage. Tiny blast radius of three to ten feet, even from large missiles. So, 
the thing is, if you're targeting a giant robot power armor, there's nothing else within three to 10 feet because that thing's huge. There's literally nothing else in the blast radius. So blast radius doesn't matter. Uh, armor piercing inflicts double damage when the roll is 18, 19, or 20 bullseye, including applicable bonuses to strike. That is wow. important. Wow. That's not natural roll. That is modified roll. And did you see those bonuses you get for being a uh, power armor? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> they're huge. They're all front loaded because they're unlike, unlike hand to hand combat hold up, robot, hold robot up. armor. What? It says 18, 19, or 20. So if I roll a 23, how do you roll a 23? Well, if I've got all those bonuses. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. You have to roll. If you have a bonus of plus three, you only need to roll a 15 and hit. And it's what considered if I roll, an 18. What if I roll a 20 and it's now a past that 20? I'm just saying it doesn't say or higher. Oh, oh no, 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 I'm being, no, no. I'm being uh, kind uh, of a dick. But. Dodge of a natural 20, no matter what, will still dodge. So fine. But if you can dodge. If they fire four missiles or more, you can't even dodge. So it matter. just should say 18 or higher. I'm being really pedantic and stupid. I know, I know what I know. the rule it is. It does double damage for an, a modified 18, 19, 20. Triple damage if you roll a natural 20. Triple damage. So armor-piercing explosives are no joke. They are made for your, your armor personnel carrier, your glitter boy, your, your, your giant robot power armor. You know, all the big targets on the field, you hit them with armor-piercing explosives. Then we have, we're going down to fragmentation and high explosive. Fragmentation usually do less damage than high explosive or armor-piercing and plasma, but they are designed to have a large blast radius in order to uh, have a larger delivery area. Fragmentation explosive are designed to be anti-personnel, which means collateral damage is likely to leave plenty of trace evidence, salvageable gear and resources. And there is a chart for all this stuff later on. So, so you know what the, what the range is per missile. If it's a mm -hmm. fragmentation, you're going to do less damage, but you're going to do a much larger AOE, which for, you know, infantry troops that could spell the death of an entire platoon. High explosive. Our general all-purpose explosive designed to inflict good to excellent damage with a decent blast. This is your normal stuff. This is your normal missile is a high-explosive missile. Yep. All right. Then we have plasma missile. MD fire-based will blast everything when, with destructive mega damage intensity, flash-burning grass, trees, everything in blast radius. Any SDC materials burst into flames. Including hit point. <laughs> including hit point. That's the, so uh, you... They are incinerated without hope for survival, barring magical or other type of intervention. The blast radius of plasma explosives is usually a bit larger than high explosive, but not bad, but smaller than fragmentation. The intense heat lasts three to five seconds, which means that any SDC material that is flammable is on fire. Three to five seconds of greater than blast furnace fire. Uh, one Mississippi tube. I'll stop it. You know, you're on, it's you're just on fire. instant ash. Yeah, you're just ash. Just let it go. Smoke grenades, smoke missiles, natural 20, mini missiles. These are important. In that next page, left side. My, my favorite missiles. Mini missiles. These missiles are not guided. We're going to get into that differentiation in just a second. That's, what, that's why they require a roll to strike and why an entire volley either hits or misses the mark. Smart missiles are guided missiles are, are a rarity on Rift's Earth and typically reserved only for the largest and again rarest of long-range missiles. Now, mini missiles are mostly what you're going to be using. Excuse me. Uh, the 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 uh, smart missiles are your normal radar-guided, infrared, heat-seeking, 
whatever. They actually have multiple attacks per round because they can follow you. They they can attack un, until they run out of fuel. Or on or, or until they, they zip out because you because you you jam their radar or whatever. They are guided. But mini missiles are unguided. They're dumb. You point and you click and you shoot. They either hit or they don't. That's it. That's all. Usually in rifts, that's what you're looking at, unless you're at a super sophisticated giant robot. Then he's got like cruise missiles. But other than that, mini missiles are the thing. And you can see on the on the right side, we have the uh, the short range, medium, and long range missiles. The speed of them, the blast radius, the MDC of each missile casing, which will be important later. And as we can see, uh, where the, the multi warhead missile is the medium range, has a maximum range of eighty miles. Nuclear multi warhead is eighteen hundred miles, has a speed of over two thousand miles an hour. Mega damage of 2d4 times 100. How many characters have access to that? Not uh, None that I know of. Oh. Uh, mini missiles at the very end of the chart. You got your mini missile chart. This is one you'll be using most. High explosive fragmentation, armor piercing, plasma, smoke. There's your damage, speed, maximum range, blast radius between five and between uh, three and 20 feet. And the MDC per missile. Again, this is important when we're defending against missile volleys which is the thing I'm going to talk about right now. We go to the next page and we look on the right side. It says dodging missiles and shooting missiles. Now dodging missiles, completely fair. If there's three or less missiles, let's read it. Dodging a missile or a missile volley is basically the same as hand to hand combat dodge. Basically the character needs to move to get out of the way or die behind protective cover. Roll a d20 to dodge. High roll wins. A successful missile dodge will get the character out of the missile's direct line of impact. However, the character must run or dive out of the missile's blast radius to completely escape taking damage. If you dodge the missile, but it still explodes within five feet of you, you're going to take half damage. You can roll with punch to take a quarter, but that's it. Now, if you dodge, if you dive behind MDC cover and an MDC missile explodes on the other side of that cover, you are considered covered. You're fine. You're completely dodged. You take no damage. Great. Completely fair. Believe in it. However, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Uh, to get completely out of the blast radius, the character game master should use discretion as to whether they may require a second dodge roll. Usually I won't. If there's cover nearby, I won't. Don't worry about it. A small blast radius under 12 feet can be escaped with a single dodge action. Okay, that's fair. And most mini missiles have under 12 foot radius. Uh, most of them do. Two of them don't. Plasma and fragmentation are the only ones that have above a 12 foot radius. Shooting missiles. Character has three options to minimize the damage of a massive missile volley. Massive meaning four or more. Try to roll with the impact. Take half damage. Use part of his robot or armored body to block the whole arm thing. You know, put your arms in front of it or your legs or whatever, or shoot the missiles down. Now, if you're not in robot armor, you don't want to do this because you'll lose your arms. Why, why, why would you want that? If you're in normal environmental armor, like I'm going to block the missiles. Well, then you're going to be armless Joe for the rest of your life. And they won't even kill you because they'll want you to live with that pain. Now, 
You can dodge one missile. You can dodge two missiles. You can dodge three missiles. Fine. You cannot dodge four or more missiles. You must either roll with it or shoot them down. Let's look at shooting them down. The character must have an attack available to him in that melee in that melee round to fire at a missile. If all attacks that melee round have already been used up, the character's out of luck and can't shoot that incoming missile. The character can only shoot at one missile within the volley at a time. A volley of six missiles will require six separate attacks and missiles travel at too high a speed to actually do that. This means the character has only one or two attacks, GM's discretion, to shoot at one or two missiles within the volley. However, even if only one missile in a volley is detonated, roll to determine the extent of damage to the rest of them. Now remember, many missiles have between one and five MDC. One and five. Which means any hit for the one MDC mini missile will explode it. Great. You got rid of one missile. But there's still six, there's still five other missiles coming your way. What happens to the other missiles? Well, that one missile was close to the other ones, which means they take some damage, right? Maybe they blow up. One to 30% chance, only one other missile is destroyed. All the rest hit and do damage. 31 to 60%, half of the missiles in the volley were destroyed. 61 to 100, all the missiles in the entire volley were destroyed before impact, no damage. That's your choices right there. You have a one-third chance, you're completely fine. One-third chance, you take half of the total. One-third chance that the one you hit is, is gone, the rest of them hit. Those are your choices. Question you for you. See- you you can see immediately how this goes. Uh, this is this is really goes against people with auto dodge, because people with auto dodge usually have light armor, so you don't need a whole lot of volleys to kill them. Your your uh, for example your your juicer armor that you come with that you start the game with has thirty five MDC. A volley of four mini missiles, even if you take out two of them. That's 5d6 times two damage. That could easily kill a juicer just with those two missiles. Even if he shot two of them down. If he didn't, that's 5d6 times four. That'll kill him too. And he can't dodge it. So yeah, missiles are your friend. If the MDC of the missile is not completely depleted, it's still it's still good. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. You either get through all of the MDC or it doesn't matter. It's still coming at you. So re- read the next paragraph because then I have a question for you. The character can also use his own missiles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. The character can use his own missiles to defend, if available, to shoot down a missile volley. Under this circumstances, there's a 75% likelihood of detonating the entire volley of missiles. 100% if the character fires an equal number of missiles to match those incoming. Yes, this is an attack used as a dodge of sorts yes but it it just like a dodge not only does it you have to have an action for it but you're also expending ordinance that you don't get back many missiles are are is ammunition it's not like a an e-clip where you just replace the e-clip oh i got more missiles no man no you have a finite number of missiles on in your body or on your body not in your body on your body do you think that these rules here 
get this I don't want to call them complicated. Do you, rule. But do you do you think it kind of goes into the weeds too much, or do you think no. they're necessary? No, I think this is necessary to differentiate between pew pew trying to take down a missile or you know firing missiles so the aoe actually hits all the missiles at once or many of the missiles at once and has a chance to blow up the entire volley i get that but this is here mainly as a cinematic because of robotech okay because defending yourself against a volley of missiles with a volley of missiles is a super robotech move Happens in the anime all the time. All the time. So yes, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to cover today for uh, for your combat. We went through uh, hand-to-hand combat, range combat. Uh, we, we touched on robot and power armor combat, and we did missile combat. There's other stuff. There's psychic combat that i don't believe re- requires any explanation i mean well, ultimately i think we, we put enough basic information out there yeah. in yeah. damn near two hours of time here yeah that's true yeah uh, we went through a lot well, of time we so. did have a good what 15 minute argument so you yeah know, we that, did that, yeah that, there's that, 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 there's that, that. Hmm, so let, i cut let, that out let's what does chat, chat think uh just, yeah, well, do i think we two... should cut that and and just just put a blank screen and go this is where this is where max and he did not argued for 15 minutes let's skip to the end I think I think that's fair. I'll let chat det- determine that. Uh, okay, let's look at the want. star chat. Okay, only have two. Both from Omen Owl. Says, does fire retardant blind the enemy? I think that's a GM call. It's a GM call, yes. Uh, really, smoke is supposed to Im- impair the enemy's vision. That's what it's for. That's what a smoke grenade is for. So I would say no, because it's not the purpose. If you're lying now, to me, if crafty, you didn't have there's a not enough grenade. Mud- if you didn't have a smoke grenade and nothing else fit that purpose, I, I might be inclined to lean that. Sure. Yeah. He's got fire retardant on his face mask or whatever. You can't see for a second, but there is a missile for that purpose. So use the right tool for the right job. Crafty. I swear to God, if you're lying to me, I don't care how much money you give Legion of myth. You'll be perma banned. Don't wow. do this. <laughs> what was the other start? Frag um, the, other, the other one was uh, frag missile would get rid of. So he's talking about uh, when the missiles explode. Yes. And I think it's just the point of the frag missiles explode in a bigger radius. I, I mean, I don't know if that's in the rules or not. It's not. It's not. The, I think in, it in makes the rules, sense, but. Yeah. If, if you fire a missile at a missile volley and, and, you, and you hit and use it as a dodge, there's a 75% chance it blows up all the missiles and a 25% chance it doesn't. If you fire an equal number of missiles, there's a 100% chance you're safe. It doesn't matter what kind of missiles. It doesn't differentiate. It's just number of missiles. So if a player in your game said, hey, but I fired fragmentation and it's got this bigger blast radius, et cetera, et cetera, I think it should take out more missiles. I'd say, no. Move on. The I, reason I'm not being, gonna... Because that, that's a useless complication in my eyes. Yeah, and and no, I I agree with you. See, that's the that's part of the problem with this being such a cinematic game is there yeah. are lots of rules and they're not crunchy rules, even though people keep saying that crunchy is Pathfinder. This is not crunchy, but there are a lot of rules. But then the rules stop. And I think when Kevin was here, he was kind of he kind of talked about that a little bit, where it's like, yeah, it's up to you. Change the rules. The book's in your hand. Do what you want. Yeah. So Omen, I was saying, 
I'm going to say it takes out more, uh, more missiles. That's fine. At your yeah. table, it does that. Now, what I, what, what I would be careful of when you're, when you're house ruling, I would try and do this. Add, but don't take away. Add, but don't take away. If you want to house rule something, house rule something because it's not specific enough. Don't take away a ruling that's already there. Because sure, it's fine for your game, but if one of your players moves to another GM, he's not going to have the, the basis to understand exactly what's going on. He's going to think it's this way. Add, but don't take away. That's the easiest way to do it. So if, if you want fragmentation to have a higher chance of, of igniting an entire volley, that's adding. Fine do it. I see it as a needless complication, but you may not do it, but don't take away the whole mechanic. Don't do that. You can, it's your game, it's your table, but I cannot recommend it because you're doing the players a disservice. Oops. Sorry. Put that up. So, okay. All right. Um, Oh, we got to go into comments. Yes. Oh, first like, subscribe. Where's the, where's the thing? Bam. Slideshow. Present. All right. So previous segment was on magic and psionics. Of yes. course, I picked three comments out of there. Sure. Oop. First one is Keith Hunt. You've been picking a lot of his. I don't know if you know that enough. He seems to be every week. Stop writing good comments. <laughs> At least it's not Michael Hunt. Oh, wow. Max, I saw you just received Rifter number 85. Check out the Glitter Boy section. Let us know what you think. The OCC has always been one of the most iconic for Rifts. Absolutely agree with that. It is definitely yes. one of the most iconic ones. Yes. I mean, how the game was... Instantly recognizable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the added details of that issue really add a ton of cool flavor to it, making it even that much better. Very good read. Now, I, th I think I looked at, and there are like three chapters on the Glitter Boy, optional rules and a little story yep. and so forth. I'll yep. take a look at that as time permits. Uh, I mean, I do plan on reading the Rifter stuff in there. Yeah, there, uh, there, there's there's a lot of, uh, of of Glitter Boy lore and and addendums and updates and stuff sprinkled into the source books and world books. Like for uh, for uh, Canada, the, the, the CS Canada, what was it? Um, Quebec. I I, I Quebec probably yeah. Uh, they they actually have you know old glitter boys there that are brand new and they have the the hinted to have the manufacturing ability and then there's there's Japanese world book to where they have glitter boy variants you know stuff like that. Well, are, are they glitter boy or Veritex? They're 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 glitter boy. They're glitter boy okay, Be, because the uh the, there's a whole city a whole prefecture I think now half prefecture whatever uh that was that was that was rifted out for. 200 years and then came back so for them the dark ages lasted three days so they are at the level of technology of the golden age of humanity and they have lots of glitter boy variants they have lots of cybernetics and lots of stuff that that, that was really cool that we don't have anymore because they lost the time 
but yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff. Let me put this on the screen again here. It says, I'm about to take, a, take this to the ridiculous level. But you know what? Somebody's going to try it, so let's Somebody's ask gonna it. Try it. Here we go. If a spellcaster casts Armor of Ithan on okay. a missile, would that prevent the missile from going boom, or would that prevent the missile from being shot down? Okay, both. I would rule if, if it is allowed to cast an Armor of Ithan spell on an inanimate object, which I am not certain it is. If it's allowed... I would say it would protect against outside attacks and absorb the initial impact. Again, it would blast through. I would allow it to blast through, but it would absorb that, you know, the explosion up until it broke the armor. And then the rest of the damage would get out. And armor of Ithan is pretty tough. It's 20 MDC per level. So... You're probably making your your missile scary, but turn into a firecracker. Okay. If you keep talking about the game and the Vikings lose because of it, again, it'll be permanent ban. <laughs> I don't need your money that badly. I need the Vikings to win. All right, so number two. At the bottom of page 355 of Rift's Ultimate Edition, it's also buried in the original core book for us. Our rules for taking hit point SDC while wearing MDC. We about that, yeah. yeah, we talked about that today, but this is from yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, this rule is optional, but it adds so much more to the game. With this rule, you can take damage when you fall or crash into things at decent speed. And I, yeah. and I, there are a bunch of, well, I shouldn't say a bunch, but there are a few of the books that actually have these crashing rules in it because yeah. I've read through them. So um, now, yeah. but the, here's the point though. This means someone with just normal telekinetic powers can still mess you up, kill you without damaging that nice high-end suit of armor you are wearing. That's true. If you if your game master is using these optional rules, and then you can you can just you can just you know shake and baby syndrome the the, the glitter boy, <laughs> and then he's he's all dead inside, and you just got to pry open the armor to and, to, and spray know, it out and yeah hose it out, and you got yourself a glitter boy that's completely undamaged except for what you did to pry it open. But whatever, yeah. That's and entirely possible. You, in case people didn't notice, I had it on the screen for a moment there. If you're if you have a robot, there is tear pry rules or damage. Uh, I think it's a D4 mega damage for each attempt. So uh, that's in there. Yep. All right. I swear, if Tom Cruise played an RPG, it would be riffs. It has a bridge and is chock full of crunchy acronyms. Uh, some people were complaining last week about all the acronyms in the game. I, I was yeah. in the military. The acronyms don't bother me at all. You define the acronym the first first time it's used. After that, you use the acronym the rest of the time. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, the only thing that I've ever had a problem with Kevin's acronyms is he insists on the periods. On the being periods. In there. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's just that's that's eating a lot of type space. <laughs> and again, being being from the military, we just throw the capital letters together and call it a day. Yep. <laughs> you know, other than that. Uh, all right, that's it. any any comments on that one? No, that all right, those I can't are those. On that. Okay, those are that, three that's comments. Opinion. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, plus put, I don't know the guy, so eh. we we put up a uh, different comments, different types of comments. Uh, I hope I still have enough energy to rant in segment two. But go ahead and subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. And next week, Mark McKinnon from Best. We are breaking up the year Palladium books to bring on Mark McKinnon as he has that Kickstarter that you see there, Best of Multiverse, 4th edition. And then in, was it three weeks, December 4th, 2022, in case you're watching this in the future, Kevin Sabita, Sean Owen Robertson are coming on here to yell at Heathen Dog. Not me. <laughs> I get yelled at enough by Heathen Dog. They can yell at him. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, come on, and and we're gonna finish up the year effectively. I know it's December fourth. That's not finishing up the year. Look, people have families. They have you know Christmas is coming and so forth. Let's let them spend the time with their families. But they're gonna come on here, gonna talk to us about things. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have a great old time to finish up the year. And the Heathen Dog will will get them on in his good graces when he says, "Hey, but we're continuing your Palladium books into twenty twenty three, source books and world books." All right, now this one right here. This this is kind of upsetting. One legged frogs like, I love game spoilers. Just love them. This game is 20, 30 years old, man. No, no, no. I think he's talking about the Vikings Bills game. Oh, oh talking about the, okay. That that's different. Okay, if you're talking about riffs, I got. I don't know what to tell you, man. If you haven't been around for thirty, it's 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 like spoiling Seinfeld, dude. I don't know what to tell you. All right, I got nothing for you. Except I need to lead doctrine. Pull up to the pump from the R. Side of the, what what well i hope so omanol you know what actually when he comes back let's all bring that up to him why did biggest geekus go visit palladium books before heathen dog did and don't give me this crap of, oh i was sick and there's this illness in the family and no nobody cares <laughs> all right that off the screen <sighs> let's get ready for segment two and, and just as uh just so people know about that the the argument that we had in that segment uh i mean i i i was serious about it he was serious about it but it wasn't at each other i think we were talking past each other for a little bit but i i was not mad at him at all I was I was mad at uh, I don't want to say the situation either. I just just generally angry. How about that? <laughs> there we go. But no, I wasn't mad at him because I know he sees some uh, some of these things differently than I do. You know. But ultimately, in the game, uh, it would be GM's game, GM's rules. And if you don't like it, find a new table. Oh, I got it. okay. <laughs> You know, you, you know, it uh, boggles my mind that people don't know that the little arrow on the icon <laughs> of, of the uh, of your you know full empty gas tank that that's the side that's the side that your gas tank is on. But hey, oh, I kind of want to stand up and stretch. I sat so much on Friday. Oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, I I overheard because the bathroom's right there. I overheard what you said about our argument, and uh, yeah, we argued for 10 15 minutes on that point. But in the game, just like you said, it it wouldn't have been like that. Right. Think think of think of GM player arbitration during a game like a courtroom. The someone says the 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 GM says something. You as a player say I object because of this, and the then the GM says. I agree or overruled, let's go. And then it goes. The 15-minute fight will come after the game, but during the game, no, it's done. Move on. Ruling's been done. Ruling's been had. Save save all that butt hurt for after. Well, my mom had a car like that too, and my stepdad had a truck that had gas tanks on both sides. <laughs> Actually that watched the dangerous. truck run out of gas one time. He flipped it over, and then it kept going. That seems dangerous. <laughs> 
No, no, no. Like, it's a, it's, it's a, it was a GMC truck meant to have. Oh, I, th I thought he modded it. Like when you said on other side, like outside, hanging off the side. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, okay. it was just two gas tanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two, up I, I've seen that before. Yes. Two, two tanks. Yeah. So, but, and my mom had a car when I was a kid growing up that, yep, you lifted up the, the license plate and you pumped it in down there. Yep. Yeah. Are you, are you going to hang out for segment two? Part yeah. of it? All of it? None of it? Okay. Yep. okay. Wow. I was, okay. I thought I had to do this on my own, so I kind of yep. wrote it out as if I was doing it on no, my own. You, so give you, me. You were I. I was thinking about it, but then you were so hyped at the beginning for it. I'm like, I can't leave him if he's that hyped about it. Well, let me get my notes over here. Then I am going to be a little. Well, no, I can put them down here. To say I'd be a little bad about chat, but I'm just not going to read Discord. Yeah, uh, Malake, the oldest car I ever owned was a 1979 Mercury Cougar. And it had an eight track player. Thunder Cougar Falkenberg. <laughs> that was and but it, it didn't have anything behind. It was it was a normal, you know, on the side uh fuel. It didn't have behind the license plate, but I have seen those before. All right. For segment two, we're gonna talk about how, why, WTF wizards, how do you keep getting it wrong? Well, I think the logo there mm. explains how they keep getting it wrong. But let's dive into it a little more. Oh, yeah, there's a disclaimer. Know it, love it, breathe it, deal with it. Uh-oh, there's my cheat sheet on, on this. What are we on? Links. We're on the links. This is out of order. Why is it out of order? Oh, you can check the description below. You can find links to the various Legion of Mist sites, our social media, Discord, merch, etc. Please check those out. Join us and enjoy the swag. Of course, like, subscribe, and share. Here, I'll put that up right now. Boop. There you go. That little reminder there. That was a subliminal reminder. It was almost that fast. Just, what, what did I see? Oh, I think I want to like, subscribe, and share. Fight club level. Right? There you, you go. His name was Robert Paulson. Um, join us on... Oh, wait, that's not... Next one! There! Join us on Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of amazing. I don't know. I think I am I still angry with you from segment one? No. <laughs> Adventurers play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And of course, on Fridays and Sundays, stop by Legion of Myth YouTube channel where we live stream fundamentals and overviews of tabletop role-playing games and provide opinions and commentary on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole, like you're about to witness here in just a moment. Bam. So there is got? this thing that uh, people have been talking about i want to do it okay. this way because i don't want it to change on me if i click something else oh let's f11 that so we can get a little bit more on the screen there all right leveling up our creative process learning from Spelljammer. learnings okay learnings you're right we're learning more than one thing no yeah <laughs> okay no, they're not. They're not learning anything. That's the problem. So far, I don't. I I don't know what this is about. It's a bad title because I have no idea what it's going to talk about. So, by Christopher, not Chris anymore. He is now an adult. He okay. goes by Christopher Perkins. Yeah, okay. most most of the folks know who that is. Okay. I uh, okay. This blog is one of the ways in which the D and D studio discusses topics of interest to those who play and enjoy D and D. False. In this blog post. 
I'll talk about how we in the D&D studio are changing our review process following the problematic content that appeared in Spelljammer Adventures in Space. Oh, oh, Christopher's a uh, professional victim. Okay. And works for Watsi. Sure. Don't don't give out don't give out my final commentary, please. I'm just saying, you know, this people like this. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Is, is he going to be enraged and offended for other people? Of course. Oh fuck! Of course. Okay. Never mind. Harmful content. Can't you read it right there in the title? Sorry. Yeah. Harmful content. Yep. If we discover that something we created is harmful or hurtful to fans, we correct it. Then we identify how it happened and how to do better in the future. So, what is harmful and hurtful to fans? Could it be well, not respecting the traditions of the game? D&D 5e in particular? Could it be implying that we who play the older versions of the game are somehow istophobic? Yes. Could it be um, them projecting their own istophobia because only a true actual racist sees racism in fantasy creatures right i don't think he's talking about that though oh i have a funny feeling he's not talking about that all right well let's find out the first printing of spelljammer adventures in space included two pieces of content then fans nope Stop saying fans, because it wasn't fans, it was Twitter. Incorrectly flagged as offensive. Sorry, I could not read the word he wrote correct. there. It's just no, no, yeah. he no, but he was wrong. I had to correct him because okay, he was okay. wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the thing is, oh, okay, yeah. Uh <laughs> the first correctly in quotes. I would I would There you go. Okay, yeah, let's air quote that. So. Correctly flagged as offensive. All right. What do we got? The first. What's the first? The first is an illustration of a Hadozi bard that resembles offensively minstrel, minstrelsy, minstrelsy, minstrelsy materials. Never even heard that word before. Depictions of black. Now, did we not talk to RPG Elite about this? Now, to be fair, he's just one person, just one black person, right? But I've actually talked to a few others. Anecdotally, I get it. That weren't offended. I think if you can find more than one, People who are offended are are just not babies. on Twitter, not on Twitter. Yeah, fair. Yep, yep. Yeah, they're Fine. not on Twitter. You show this picture. Say that this this is this is a a D and D creature. He's a bard. What is what what do you think of? Like, is uh, there a message behind this? No, it's literally just a race, weirdo race of D and D creatures. In yeah. fact, here, oh, funny, because I I wanted to look up what Second Edition said about the Hadozi. Are you ready for this? Sure. Called Deck Apes. Hadozi are indeed ape-like, but taller and more slender than the typical ape. Hadozi have brown hair covering their bodies with shaggy manes surrounding all of the head except for the face. The mouth is a protruding muzzle with several long fangs. Blah, blah, blah. It talks about the skin. Very nimble, can climb trees, ropes, poles, uh, sheer surfaces as, a te- as 10th level thieves. Habitat Society, I'm skipping some stuff here, that's fine. Uh, Hadozi of both sexes are eager to be accepted into the companions of sailors and mercenaries that sail among the stars. A group of young adults trains together, forming a company of up to 20 to 30 individuals. They then seek work for the master of the space-faring vessel. The highest honor for Hadozi is to hire on as crew or warrior for elves. 
that's pretty racist right there. Why else? Only when they grow too old for the life of activity and venture to Hadozi return to the world where they mate and raise the next generation. Sounds like a good life to me. They get to do what they want, then they get to go back and fuck the rest of their lives? Yeah, sounds great. The Hadozi relationship with elves goes back to the time of the Unhuman Wars, when the Deck Apes first showed... <laughs> I love that term. Uh, first showed a level of conscience and culture greater than the orcs and their kin, with which they had previously been grouped. That means they rose above orcs. That means they're no, they're no longer a monster race. Wow. The and elves have let willingly me guess, the, the elves were the first to acknowledge them. Well, the elves have willingly employed the talents of the Hadozi and have in return paid them well. The yeah. elves in no way consider the Hadozi to be an equal race, however. Well, that's just elvish. Well, yeah, that's, really. yeah. But yeah. They, 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 hey, you know what? They paid him a fair wage, treated him well. I get it. I get it. This okay. is what happens when you take a monkey, give it some sort of weird gliding flap that it can do because you're a crazy freaking wizard, and you're like, hmm, what happens if we play around with animals? Well, you get wolfen, or wolfkin in Forbidden Lands. Flying Wookiees. There you go, flying Wookiees, yes. So uh, I fail to see anything bad about the Hadozi. Okay. The second is a paragraph about Hadozis that reinforces harmful real-world stereotypes. Okay, the, there's nothing real-world about the Hadozi. Right. There's nothing real-world about flying Wookiees. Right. Future reprints will omit both the illustration and non-offensive, oh, sorry, offensive what, text. But what is the offensive text? You didn't say it. Well. Chicken shit? Neither of which had been reviewed by cultural experts. Who the fuck is Who's the cultural the expert on flying Wookiees? <laughs> right? Seriously, show me one. And I'll, I'll show you a guy right next to him who thinks he's, he's Hitler, and the guy on the other side thinks he's Napoleon. Because that's where you're going to find these guys, in the loony bin. <laughs> I mean... Uh... Yeah, he thinks black people are eight people. Yeah, yeah. You actually believe that. Twitter told you so it's true, right? Good job, Chrissy. So, uh, and I've got my notes over here. That's why I'm looking this way. Um, in D&D, a fifth edition of Spelljammer, uh, the origin was entirely changed to now have a definitive backstory. So that what I read was pretty vague, right? Sure. Now, I don't know. Apparently, they first showed up in 1982 or something, so that'd have to be first edition, right? I don't know anything about them there. Don't care. Just nothing about that really went into the culture of Hadosi other than they train, they fly on ships, and then they spend the rest of their life fucking. Sure. I mean, I think that's a pretty good life. Uh, so but now, apparently, in 5e, uh, they're given a definitive backstory, and... That's on the writers of 5e. You didn't have to try to up, update anything. If you hadn't tried to change the Hadozi into something that they weren't, if you hadn't tried to be smarter than the IP, if you hadn't continued on with backward think, and this is where Watsi keeps getting, one of the ways Watsi keeps getting everything wrong is that backward think because they keep adding and injecting shit that doesn't need to be. Leave it more open. Give just enough to show that this is a different species. Give just enough to show that this is a different group of beings and let the game masters do the rest. Nobody needs to know what its full background was. 
Well, you can think of it this way. Think of it this way. If if the, if if they did this like uh, the original manual of the planes. Yes. They gave you a skeleton. They, they gave you a framework. Didn't mm -hmm. flush it out. Up to you. Yes. Yeah. How can you offend someone by not saying something? You can't. Well, no, you actually can because this is Twitter. But well, violence is uh, silence is violence, right? Yeah. Th this is why I know there are people out there like Planescape, but you know, as Heathen Dog says, there are people like Blood Sausage. Yeah. The Planescape did things that didn't need to be done. It defined no. yeah. things that didn't need to be defined. Yep. yep. And then created Sigil, which is the most god awful, stupid. <laughs> anyway, weirdos uh, argued that a race of sapient apes. Who were granted intelligence by an outsider who enslaved them, experimented on them, and intended to sell them hits too many racist notes. So let's go back to that. Sentient apes. Okay, don't see any racism there. Granted intelligence, uplifted, kind of a common trope in all history, whether in, it's well, an animal. In, in in fantasy, you have you have the whole making of the chimera type thing. Yeah, you know, experimenting on animals to make them either smarter or to make mm -hmm. them more combat effective—that happens a lot. Happens yeah. a lot in in the genre. So, okay. Yeah. And um, then tried to sell them. That's called profit. Well, they're animals. We still yeah sell you, animals you today. Sell animals today. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Well, that whether whatever you think doesn't matter. It happens every day. What part of any of that? is racist now i know people are gonna or i know some of the things that people are gonna say well selling them you buy and sold people okay no, these are animals. monkeys at this point um, they're animals you experiment the tuskegee experiments well tuskegee experiments weren't animals right they were on humans granted intelligence by an outsider experimented oh. on and whoops <laughs> we did intelligence were were they shooting to to make a sentient race probably not the wizards who were experimenting them were, were trying to make something that was profitable. More profitable than a regular ape. A flying fighting ape would probably be much more profitable. So according to my notes here, it says uh, what I read anyway. Many race baiters, because that's what they are. These people are race yes. baiters. Yes. Felt that the new origin of the Hadozi mirrors the historical black experience during the transatlantic slave trade. I don't know any of those that were that anybody tried to make them more intelligent, have them glide from trees, or, uh, I mean, I'm sure they were experimented upon at some point, but you know what? They weren't the only people that were experimented upon. Actually, wait, wait. Uh, that it's thought, that, noise. that thought can be taken further because there are a lot of racists, ju just, like, ju just like Christopher here, who believe that black people are better at athletic sports because we bred them for so many years Jimmy during, the Greek got during, fired their, for during their captivity that. to be physically stronger and faster so they could work the fields better. Christopher apparently believes that as well. Uh, what, what's this? Uh, the hard part when making a game is determining how much detail is too much, how much is up to... Like Watsi has their head so far up to butts, they can't even tell you which way is up. Right. Yeah. Well, it, now, now to be fair, that's what settings are for. Part of the problem with 5e is it doesn't use settings. 
why it's trying to ham fist this Dragonlance crap into something that's and and, and you know I, I shouldn't say crap because I like Dragonlance, but what they're doing with Dragonlance is crap into other settings or uh, uh your has to be homogenized and available to everyone. No, play a fucking setting. All right, what's what's next? We already we've been through this. This is thoroughly garbage. Um, so I want to finish up neither of which had been reviewed by cultural experts. Okay, well, just got 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 to finish on cultural experts on flying wookies uh, uh that that's me pay me i'll tell you what's what um uh, oh you know what before before we go into this because i because i want to stay on the hadozi thing for just a second i i just realized i had a um how about adding space combat to your space game instead of worrying about flying monkey people That would have been a one that people like. How about add uh, solar system creation rules instead of worrying about flying monkey people? And then let people put their own flying monkey people in those solar uh, system creation or solar systems that they created and had space combat rules for. Nah. You know why? Twitter doesn't talk about stuff that isn't there unless they talk about stuff that isn't there. In the week since fans flagged the... Again, not fans. Stop not saying fans. that word. Twitter tards. Twitter tards. Flagged the offensive content in Spelljammer. We in D&D Studio have been building and testing a new inclusion review process. Oh my God. Pandering to the 1%. That's what you're doing. Pandering to the 1%. And I'm not talking about the rich people who actually deserve what they have. This is this is the 1% of people that definitely don't deserve to have a voice. Sadly, they have one, but they don't deserve it. Well, I don't like the fact, L, that Daniel Kwan actually decides what offends Asians because he's not yeah. telling that to his face. He's Canadian, not Asian. Canadian or California or some C word. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> previously, inclusion reviews were done at the discretion of the product lead who identified which pieces of a product needed an outside inclusion review. Literally none. Mm. The, the studio's new process mandates oh that every word, illustration, oh and map must be reviewed wow. by multiple wow. outside cultural consultants wow. prior to publication. They're going to run themselves into the ground. Oh, my God. I would be, I would, I would make a dirty, no, I got an idea. I can run Watsy in the ground and get rich while doing it. Listen to this. I make a union of cultural advisors. Minimum wage, $500 an hour. Go. If you, if you want to be a scab, you get shanked. You know what? I'll, I'll pay for the court costs because I can. Hey, Corrupt I union, bitch. That's me. That's great. That's a great idea. I hope you can't hear that pounding that's coming through here. I'm going to talk I to her about no that. No one, one can accept okay. you. Okay, good. Well, the D&D team is radically, ethnically. Oh, racially, racially. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was thinking about who they are. Yep. So while the D&D team is racially, ethnically, genderly. Genderly. <laughs> and cognitively <laughs> diverse. No, you're not cognitively diverse. You all think the same way. Twitter think. That's all you think. And you're pretty retarded. That's Twitter we, thing. That's, that's fair, yeah. yeah. 
We don't want our marginalized. Why are you marginalizing them? You can't them? have marginalized employees and be diverse, you dick. You can't. What? <laughs> our marginalized what is employees. Wrong with this guy? To He's be a writer that doesn't understand English. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'll come. I'll come back to this. I should probably finish the sentence first. I know. See, see, this is why I stop videos when we react to them every three seconds because they say such dumb shit that takes five minutes to. <laughs> We don't want our marginalized employees to be burdened with the task of reviewing content for cultural competency. What? So, so you don't want your minorities to actually witness your minority content until some external minority looks at it to make sure it's okay for your internal minorities. Yep. Yep. Because, because offending a contractor is okay. Offending an employee is not. Okay. You want to you want to make the demarcation there? Is that where you draw the line? Okay. Okay. That's why we leverage the expertise of outside cultural consultants. Yep. Just throw more their feelings keep... though, right, Chrissy? Fuck their feelings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Inclusion reviews now happen several times during a product's development. Got it. Five gender hour. study degrees. $500 an hour. I'll make bank and bankrupt Watsi in a year. Uh, so inclusion reviews now happen several times during a product's development and at least once during each of the following phases. Text creation phase, art creation phase, and final product review phase. Text and art are reviewed separately because, you know, Somebody who can read obviously can't understand art, and somebody that understands art can't read. Sure. Review separately until the final product review phase when the cultural consultants review the edited text and final art side by side. Because, you know, maybe the art plus text on top of it looks racist. I don't know. No, no, no. Becomes. Oh, becomes racist. That's right. Yeah. Oh, becomes it's like it's like derivative classification. Yes. Yes. Either or, fine. Put them together, bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm an owl. <laughs> I'm telling you, some Hasbro vice president's family is making bank as an outside consultant. There you oh, go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, create the union of of uh, cultural representatives. Five hundred dollars an hour. You can you can make bank. Make bank. Anyone who goes outside the union gets their kneecaps broken. Well, yeah. You, you shh, don't give away my ending, side ghost. Come on. <laughs> All right, so implementation. Now let's peek at how the new inclusion review process works. I'd rather Consultant not. reports. After completing the reviews, the cultural consultants submit written reports that are shared with the studio's leadership team. The product lead then works with the art director and the managing editor to develop a plan that addresses the consultant's feedback. That's how you address it. Circular file. 86. Next steps. The feedback and the proposed changes are compiled into a single document for review by the consultants and the studio's executive producer. Once, these, once the changes are approved, the plan is implemented. If the plan requires the creation of new content, that content receives its own inclusion okay. review. All right. So you Swirl make the changes, the and then the, if the changes are additions, it has to go through the process again. Oh my God, I'm telling you, this this dirty little dirty little union guild 
is going to make money hand over fist. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, th- th- I-, I think this is where I'm going to get pissed off. Uh, but who do, who do I go to review my dungeon maps to make sure it doesn't offend flat earthers since it's 2D maps? Well, if it's 2D, you're fine. Yeah. So if it's 3D, then you got a problem. <laughs> well, no, yeah. you don't have a problem then either because people who, who do not believe in flat earth are not offended by a map. And people who do believe in flat earth, well, they have other Are problems. offended by a globe. So Reprints. This is where I think I get angry. The new inclusion review process applies to not only products and development, but also reprints. In other words, every reprint is an opportunity to conduct a new inclusion review on previously published content. Oh, so every review is a way to sell new books to people. Yes. It, oh, no, no. It's, 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 the, it's the college scam. It's the college scam. I mean, uh, the, the, the previous version of a college textbook is the exact same thing. Just chapters are out of order. But you have to buy the new book, right? It's the same thing. Same idea. It's the same money-making scheme. They're, they're changing it in very minor, inconsequential ways, but they're telling you, no, 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 it's a new book. You have to buy it. Here, give, give me your credit card. As I write this blog post, Spelljammer, Adventures in Space without the actual Adventures in Space is about to be reprinted. Applying our new inclusion review process to the Spelljammer reprint led us to make additional changes, which are captured in our official errata document. And reflected in D&D Beyond. Moving forward. You're not moving forward. You're moving backward, but carry on. Correct. You are correct. Just as D&D is a living game. I'm not so sure that it is, but okay. Just as D&D is a living game that grows and changes as we learn, so too will, will our inclusion review process evolve and improve. We're expanding our pool of cultural consultants so that we have the expertise needed to review the variety of material we publish. You know what? No, I, I know, I know where all these cultural consultants are coming from because 1990s uh, gender studies. Yes. uh, All, all of the, all of the, the gender studies people who are baristas now, they, they're on Twitter a lot and they, they, they all, they all got together in their own little guild. And and decided to to flag dumbasses like Watsi on, on, until th- they could gain six figure employment for their for their idiotic degree. It's it's a it's a conspiracy of Trump level proportions. I mean, it's it's the it's the new Illuminati. We will also continue to listen to the D D Twitter because it's not fans. Stop saying fans. Who call attention to offensive content. I'm going to address some of that in a little bit, so we'll just move on. We will do our best to make this process as diligent, methodical, and universal as possible, better ensuring that our products bring joy rather than cause pain to our fans. You're literally putting the pain on your fans because you're not listening to your fans. The pain is from not embracing the traditions. Oh, that was it. All right. This is, uh, this is a, the Christopher is a, is a name of, of, a, of a human male, but nowhere in that writing did I hear in my head, the words of a man, a man is a human male who is post pubescent. 
I did not hear any strength of conviction that you would try or prepubescent post it's passing through puberty as a male human. I mean, as a male human, you become a, you you are now Mm -hmm. considered a man. Mm -hmm. I did not hear anything in that, in those paragraphs that would identify him as a man. And I'm sorry, you're either a man or a boy. Are you a male human? Yes. Then you're a man or a boy. <laughs> Was that the division at Twitter? Part of the 3,700 fired? No, it's it's the it's all the bots accounts. It's a million bot accounts that got removed. <laughs> uh so one of the things he said in there was, uh, we're eternally grateful for the ongoing dialogue with the D&D community, and we look forward to introducing new, engaging, inclusive content for D&D generations to come. But the thing is, he's not having a dialogue with D&D community. He's only no. having a dialogue with the Twitter community. And maybe yes. Reddit, but it's just as bad, right? Professional victims all. So let, let's look at some something else. Let's look at, so we talked about, you know, oh, oh no, there were monkey people in Spelljammer. Who the fuck cares? So... One of Candlekeep Mysteries' author, you remember Candlekeep Mysteries? We actually talked about this a little bit. Yes. Piece of shit gamer requested his name be removed from future printings, claiming that Watsy changed his original work dramatically. Remember when we kind of talked about that? Do you know just that's kind of what can happen? Yep. The released adventure employed colonialist language and imagery that Piece of Shit Gamer objected to and other problematic language, particularly that the grippily. Uh, another species of frogmen were once again described as primitive. I'll show you one of those things. It's a frog with a knife. No, that no, no, a bronze knife. That's called primitive technology. Yes. Cultures that can create plate mail armor, steam engines, and arquebuses, versus a frog that wears a loincloth. And has a bronze and knife. Has a bronze knife. That actually Sorry. meets the definition of uh, primitive. In comparison, yes. And and that that's how you use the word primitive. You use it in comparison to something else because nothing is considered primitive to itself. No technology is primitive when compared to itself. Only when compared to another technology that is of a higher class. And I don't mean classism. I mean a higher level of complexity. They also, he was mad that the Wanti were considered evil. Let's Are look they? at the Wanti. Let's look at the Wanti. Um, alignment. Chaotic evil. Well, that's the worst, isn't it? Let me see. Does it say anything else? Nope, just says chaotic evil. Well, that's weird. Here. I don't know if you guys can read it. But there it is, uh, alignment, chaotic evil, kind of towards the top there, right above the line. Yep. Um, so carnivore. Yep. Literally no issues with anything that uh, that they changed. So a piece of shit gamer can go fuck himself off a bridge with Dan. Hold hands on the way down. Now, Curse of Strahd. It was said that the Vistani have a clear resemblance to the real life Romani people. Remember that? Yeah. And much criticism was made of the way 2016's Curse of Strahd in particular reinforced stereotypes historically used to oppress and persecute them. 
Stereotypes Ooh. don't oppre- uh, oppress people. Yeah, stereotypes don't oppress anyone because stereotype is a is a literary construct that doesn't actually exist. It's just a word. Well, modifications do fix things like the stereotyping of Vistani people as uncivilized and heavy drinkers. The module still gives the Vistani ability to curse and hypnotize players or cast spells like Evil Eye. Sounds like, plus if I'm, it sounds like a plus yeah. if I'm one of them. Yeah. Which, along with the unrevised art that heavily conjures stereotype imagery of the Romani, leads, leans into tropes that suggest Romani have mystical, dangerous powers, tropes that have been used in the past to target Romani for persecution. Again, conflating Vistani with Romani. Literally replace every use of the word Romani here with Vistani because it's fucking fiction. Yeah. I mean, this, this, it's it's the same. It's the orc. It's the black people orc syndrome. Just just a little bit closer to reality. That's all. Just you're able to picture it a little better. You don't have to be a professional victim to 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 to, to picture Vistani really means Romani. But you have to be a professional victim to believe that black people really is orcs. None of this is a real issue to anybody who know how to f- separate reality from fantasy. I've been doing that a lot on Twitter when I have to respond to people now. Is I've been doing fantasy, pipe, arrows pointing each way, large space, reality. You know, like, like there is a stop conflate. Uh, what did I say on Friday? There is no Venn diagram where the reality and the fantasy cross actually no there is there is oh dreams it really happened it really happened but it really didn't (laughs) there's your there's your little venn diagram little little tiny bit right there that crossed dreams so you want to be angry at dreams i had a girlfriend one time that was pissed off at me because i cheated on her in her dreams you know what happened (laughs) to her she got broken up with (laughs) that's what happened to her you married her? No, I did <laughs> oh, not. Oh, okay. The Radiant Citadel. Well, to be honest, the basic expert has a really good video about this, better than... Yeah, it's it's the best one. But did you know that two of the writers... Remember, that's the book where all of the writers were POCs? Okay. And all of the things that happened inside of the Radiant Citadel were all people of color and... Communist socialists? Sure. Okay. Two of the writers don't even play, admitted, they don't even play D&D. Two of the writers of your gaming book for your major company, the 800-pound gorilla, said, oh, I don't play D&D. Okay. Yep, that that seems seems like smart hire right there. Really, really, really forward thinking. And it ended up being the, the fantasy Bible of uh, progressive ideology, restorative justice in the terms that they're using, not in the actual literal definition of it. Uh, progressive taxation to reduce the gap between the rich and the poor. A toll based on one's pockets and conscience. And intentionally, no white writers. Now, to be fair, hashtag RPGate. I don't care if the white writers are white or not. But, but in- intentional, that's illegal. That's actually but, literal racism. That's and, the first and racism. Illegal. Federal crime. That is a federal crime, but no one's calling them on it. I don't understand that. If if it were the other way around, they people would be in jail. That's that's discriminating a position 
based on race. That's illegal. What? So I don't understand. why does this keep happening? Why? There are other books as well. I'm not going to go through every book. Why does this keep happening? I have a bunch of uh, things here we can talk about. First of all, they they hired. This is by they. I mean, Watsi. I should probably say it in this case. But uh, Watsi hires based on demographic, not merit. Right. Watsi hires on ideology, not competency. Seriously, somebody thought that high taxes encourages trade. Seriously? No, high taxes encourage a black market. Yeah. Well, okay, that encourages trade. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's illegal trade that the government doesn't get any money on and people get shanked in alleyways. But other than that, yeah, it's fine. It's oh, the fine. co-developer was, but did he write? Because uh, I, I read something that said, now maybe if what I read was wrong, then I'll backtrack that. But I was, uh, what I read said that uh, none of the actual writers were white. Well, okay, code that's... developer isn't a writer, but it, you know yeah. what? You know what? The thing is, if all of your writers are people of color, but the executives are white, you could really, really make a Twitter post about that is the new type of, of slavery. <laughs> white masters, black workers, or people of color workers, right? Why weren't they called out on that? I don't know. I kind of disagree with Iron Man here. I understand what he's trying to say, but I kind of disagree with him. Uh, Watsi's afraid of customers, uh, PR, safe space. The problem is, is the people no, bitching don't buy the product. They don't, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They don't buy the product. They're not afraid of customers. They're afraid of bad press. There was one white guy who was in charge. Okay. <laughs> there so, you, go. you know, you know, take with that as you will, Twitter. The white guy was in charge. Everyone else was just rowing the boat. Yep. So again, why does this keep... Oh, and yeah, you could go into the racist depictions that were in the uh, Radiant Citadel. Racist by their standards, not by ours. Yeah, not not by actual thinking standards, but, you know. Uh, Like, you know, people wearing garb from actual real world ethnic locations and looking like those real world ethnic locations. I mean, doesn't that break their own rule? Just uh, cultural appropriation. Yeah. Which, which of course, doesn't we actually know, exist, but whatever. Yeah, isn't a thing, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, going back to the topic, why does this keep happening? How about this? Because Watsi doesn't tell Twitter to go pound sand. Yeah. People only have power over you if you give it to them. Because these idiots write games with backward think. Instead of leaving non-important issues unsaid, they virtue signaling, they virtue signal, giving it false importance by putting it into product and challenging DMs to remove it to change the content. That is backward think. A character's sleeping partner is not relevant to most situations. To most campaigns, campaign settings, or adventures. Not relevant who you sleep with. Not not really relevant um, how how you think about how uh, house elves are treated, Hermione. Doesn't matter. Does that help you or hinder you from slaying the dragon? Doesn't. Neither way. Doesn't matter. A Why character's do pronouns do not matter. 
Why? Because if I run a game utilizing pronouns, I will put it in. If Heathen Dog runs a game without pronouns or doesn't ascribe to the whole pronoun thing, he just won't use it. Now you can say, well, there you go. You just won't use it. No, you're adding it. You're wasting print. You're wasting you're wasting time. Uh, you really, when it comes down to it, because people are going to talk about it and your virtue signaling. Yes. And I, I spoke about that with Palladium. The, the best house rules are additive, not subtractive. Right. The best house rules are ones you add. The worst ones are when you take away existing rules. But Watsy has it backward. I don't understand. I'm glad you brought this up, Nanya. Because they seek representation, whether for themselves or from the depiction provided, instead of seeing the game as make-believe on a world that's not Earth, they equate orcs to black people. They consider exploration, discovery, colonialism. Hell, I've even seen multiple articles on how dungeon delving is colonialism, imperialism, and bullying that is harmful to players' psyches. If if a person is that weak mentally, I'm not not only am I not going to play with them, I'm not going to be around them because when something bad happens to them, they're going to make something bad happen to me because they're going to fall apart at the first sign of resistance in life. And guess what? That's how Twitter warriors are born. They hit the first little bit of resistance after their college bubble. Before that, they had their parent bubble. And then they fall apart because they're weak. You don't want to be around weak people. They will bring you down. A drowning man will bring you down. Don't be around them. You know, I'm not going to read this out loud, and it's not because of what it says. It's because I want to twist this a little bit. Um, oh, God, uh, the, the man behind the screen, um, DM Dave, he had a video probably a year or two ago that talked about Watsy is catering to these people. And I put a comment on his video said, no, Watsy is these people. They it's hired taken- them. They yeah, hired it- them. And then once they got their foot in the door, they hired all their friends. And now it's Watsy is taken over by, by, by people who, who are weak and don't understand what rational thought is. That's it. Again, what's our question? Well, let's keep answering the question of why does this keep happening? Because Watsi and the Twitter Atsi that they listen to sees dwarves, elves, gnomes, and orcs as human. They're not human. Different species. They're as different as raccoons are to panda bears. Cats are to dogs and elephants are to dolphins. Are they all mammals? Yes. Dolphins are fish. They're all mammals. I get it. But they're nothing alike. Again, why does this keep happening? Because the postmodernist, postmodernist, there we go, grievance culture keeps changing the definitions and even Watsi can't keep up. Because they ascribe 21st century values, not all of which are good, to ancient cultures. I, they, they, honestly, they're trying to cancel Julius Caesar. They're trying to cancel Genghis Khan. Okay, maybe he could use some cancel. No. Well, no, he, no, 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 no. Be, because, because you know, there's a really good chance that every person who wants to cancel Genghis Khan is related to Genghis Khan. <laughs> there's a really good chance. 
Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to go back and stop Genghis Khan, then you'll stop your own birth. But other than that, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Just, you know, keep keep on that thought train. It'll derail itself. Don't worry. And as my last point here of why this keeps happening, these attention-seeking, tantrum-throwing, man-babies and their cuckold simps need to work on life skills and grow up a bit before they deign preach to me their asinine and backward morals. And I knowingly say this with regard to writing worlds of make-believe. That's how childish they are. You have anything to add, Heathen Dog, on why this keeps happening? I got some final comments coming up, but why this keeps happening? Why does Watsy keep running into this problem where create a game, announce a game, create a game? Uh, how, how does this work here? Uh, I actually, yeah, yeah, hype. I'm, I'm stealing from Crafty. Crafty actually said this in a comment. So, hype a book beyond all possible recognition, release a book, apologize for releasing the book, and promise to do better in the future. Forget that book ever existed and hype the next book beyond all possible recognition. Why does repeat, that repeat. keep happening? Well, the reason it keeps happening is because ev- they're, 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 they're following a very, very small minority, uh, purposefully disenfranchised because they, they disenfranchise themselves from reality group whose goalposts are constantly moving you. And as a company, you, you are not that nimble as, as you know, insane people mentally, you are not that nimble. So you have to write processes. And even all this stuff that that uh, that uh, Chrissy Perk has just talked about, these are all processes that have to be followed. But the thing is, one book from now, Twitter Nazis are going to move the goalpost, and you got you're going to be wrong again. So you got to rewrite the whole thing. You're just putting yourself out of business. That's all you're doing. But they don't see it because they're part of it. You know, they're, 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 you know, they're the frog in the water that's, that's becoming boiling. You're not going to know it until you're, until your company, you know, is under and Hasbro has to sell you off to, to red brick games or something because you're worth nothing now. Hey, 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 that, that's a, mm. yeah, I, I, I went for a bad scenario. All right. Oh, you went for a really bad scenario. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, that's, that's how bad it's, it's going to get. You're not going to be worth anything. Hasbro's just going to dissolve you or spin you off on your own thing, and you're going to flounder and die. Yeah, but but Hasbro is uh, is ESG central. Is what? I would it would not surprise me if Hasbro wasn't actually behind a lot of this. No, Hasbro the is still a company. The more they still have to make money, ESG it's... right? ESG gives them the money. Okay, right, well, here we go. Uh, here we go. This per- right, bam. Was owned by the Vanguard and BlackRock, who must follow. No, BlackRock is a company that is by defin by the by the legal definition of evil, evil. And and they're big promoters of ESG. Yeah. All they care about is money. When, you, when everything else is stripped away, is it profitable or not is going to be the final answer. Well, they I can tell you that BlackRock money. isn't doing a lot of uh, profitable things when it comes to real estate. Oh, no, no, no. They're, it's, they're it's hedging. Longview. It's Longview. BlackRock yeah, yeah. BlackRock has changed governments. Yes. They've, they've changed financial system for small countries to make it in their benefit. You're not going to see that benefit for 5, 10, 15 years. Or longer. You're see it. it could be or generational. Longer. Exactly. 
That's how evil they are. So if, if Watsy doesn't start producing in the next five, 10 years for, you know, paying off dividends to BlackRock, BlackRock's going to jump. They're going to jump. See, that's the part I think I disagree with. You might be right. You, you should be right in a normal, sane world. Yes. But this ESG nonsense, it's still being poured out there, yet in almost every instance, it loses money. But because of the investments made and the backing that uh, these companies have. Money pit. It's, it's, the, it's the good money after bad syndrome. That's, what, that's what's going on here. And somebody somewhere is going to wake up. And a company as, as you know, selfish and evil as BlackRock is probably going to be the first one to open their eyes. So my final comments on this, and I have a few, so uh, jump in where, where necessary. Um, first of all, you do not need a cultural consultant for a game of make-believe that doesn't exist on our real-world Earth. No. no. I would actually say you don't ever need one, but... No, maybe a diplomat, you know, going to another country. Yeah, uh, yeah, would would need a cultural consultant. You know, it, it, you you would you would want your factual information to be as true as possible if you're trying to educate people in some area. So okay, then yeah, I see that. But a cultural expert on a culture that doesn't exist doesn't get paid because <laughs> all of your knowledge is about things that aren't real. All right, you cannot cannot appease these weirdos so why are you even trying they are not correct they are not on the right side of history right now life is easy and when life is easy people make up bullshit to feel aggrieved people need conflict it's part of our survival trait and if it doesn't exist they make it up in the coming years i believe this phase will pass but how much damage will be done before then whether to the game, to our hobbies as a whole, to how we treat each other in society. I can talk to somebody offline at some point if you guys want to hear the whole age of Aquarius nonsense. Well, it's coming a little more true than people give it credit for. That was a big thing in the between the 60s and the 90s, age of Aquarius. As somebody who used to study that stuff back then, not in the 60s, I wasn't born then, but um, there's actually some more truth coming to that. Uh, that's scary because age of Aquarius is not an age of enlightenment. It is an age of what we are going through right now. The moral and ethical dark ages. But but it seems like everybody's at peace. We just allow everything and everybody's an individual. I love you and you love me and we're all banging tambourines, you know, but that's not how the world works. No, that's not that's not how the world can work. Right. What will happen is the world will devolve into senseless nonsense and infighting and and then the, the breakdown of, of social structure then society that's what'll happen Actually, if this left is a really good point there's a good point right here yep all i have to do is keep promoting this nonsense i don't have to sell books to us they have to sell books because we were thinking about buying a game right yeah to them it's that lifestyle brand remember Mm, that's a good point. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Yes, I quoted Ricky Gervais. Stop being a bunch of pussies. Stop encouraging the mentally weak, degenerate, delusional behavior. Stop giving 
credibility to weirdos who grievances are not actual problems. Instead, mock them and send them back into the troglodyte caves where they can fuck themselves off the bridge with Dan. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. Watsy needs to be purged like Elon Musk Twitter and filled with the old guard. Now, right now, I hear all types of people screaming, Oh my God, you just want uh, nobody. Oh, hear me out. Not because only people in their 50s or older know how to run and play games, but to teach the younger generation compelling storytelling elements to teach them the traditions of the game and how these games are based very loosely on myth and legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of you listening may think that we just want the games to stay the same. Nothing can be further from the truth. But a new writer for an established genre should respect the writing that came before. The people writing for Watsi now, they have absolutely zero respect for what came before. Nothing. They're just writing their own thing. Everything tethered is to bad. no past, tethered to no tradition, and therefore having no value in the eyes of anyone who believes in such things, which are most people. So what are you doing? You're 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 giving typewriters to monkeys and and hoping for the the Shakespeare. Well, you're not getting it because one of these monkeys is Christopher Perkins. He's never going to give you Shakespeare, no matter how long you have him in front of that typewriter. You know, I keep asking you to stop buying from people who hate you, yet you still do it. I see it on my Discord. You are perpetuating the problem. No, I'm not. I only do it. No, you are. You are perpetuating the problem. There's literally no excuse you can give me to justify buying from these degenerates other than you agree with them. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yet the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. You are a greater fool than the weirdos writing this shit and you should be mocked just as incessantly as the woke tards writing and then complaining about it. Yeah, I'm calling those people on my Discord, in our chat, in our comments. If you buy 5e product, you are agreeing to everything that you're in my chat saying, I hate this. Yeah, I'm still going to buy it. Well, then, you know, welcome Nazi sympathizer. I'm not a Nazi, but I'll just, but I, you know, but, 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 but I'll give them you know, the money. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy the flag and wave it. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want people to get angry at me. Okay. You made a choice. That's fine. I've stopped buying a couple of my favorite games. That I'm not going to lie. It really irks me that I don't buy them anymore. But I won't give those people my money. And I'm not going to bother stealing it because uh, I don't even want to see it, to be honest with you. But if you are still simping for 5e and yet sitting here bitching about 5e, fuck you. Take a moment, fix your life. Reorganize your brain, fix your life up, move forward. That's, that's the only advice we can give you. Now, let's take this one step further. 
just as we should not buy from people who hate us, companies need to stop writing for people who hate them. <laughs> Let's put this on. I love this. Patriarchus, oh, you did it. Go, go ahead. The agreement fee. Thank you very much for the $20. That's Thank awesome. You. He's been for donating sure. $20 almost every stream now for a while. Maybe a couple thank of you very in much. there. So thank you, Patriotic Assault. You haven't you have not gone unnoticed with that. So I appreciate nope. that. Stop hiring people who hate your IP, who force you to change products in a manner where it will never be good enough for them. Remember, they keep changing definitions. Yeah. Goalposts keep getting moved. It's never going to be good enough. You're never going to be right. They won't let you because then they won't have anything to rail against. And that's their entire life. That's this is why Twitter, you don't apologize. That's entire life. If they don't have, if they can't be a victim, then they're nothing. Why even engage with people like that? Don't. It's the only right answer. Tell them to fuck off. Because... You, no matter who you are out there, you're not an orc. You're not a Vistani. You're not a Hadozi. And no, a gnome and a furbog will never be friends with benefits. Stop buying shit from people who hate you. And if you do, I mean, I, I'm not to tell you what to do with your conscience. But don't come bitching to me in my chat, in my comments, on my Discord, in my Twitter, in my locals, in my MeWe, wherever the hell I'm on. Tell me how you hate. Oh my God, I hate what Watsy's doing to everything. Ah, here's another 30 bucks or 50 or whatever the hell the games cost now. That's 50, 55. Yeah. You're perpetuating the problem. Yeah. The only, the only way to the only way to vote for uh, against companies is with your wallet. That's it. And you are voting for them every time you buy a product. Keep keep on keeping on. You're doing good work. That's what you're saying. That is the only thing you're saying when you buy product from somebody. Is that I like it. Keep going. So whatever you say to us doesn't mean shit. You voted with your wallet. You made your you made your thoughts clear. This is great. I love it. Keep giving me more. No, no, I, I will. Uh, I will state that. Uh, well, I mean, one one of the things I have, no, two things I want to put out there. Uh, number one is, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Heathen Dog earlier, uh, but before this segment. But we're talking about how he's playing Magic: The Gathering, and that still perpetuates it through advertisement. You're still keeping people interested in it. Now, I'm not knocking Heathen Dog. I'm just saying, in no. general, consider that as well. Consider that as you show it off. So, well, I, I don't, by the way, I sail the high seas for all my stuff. Okay, but you're still playing it with the people who are like, huh, I think I'm going to buy this. That's number one. And I forgot what the second one. <laughs> I, I feel actually dirty because, you know, I was free to play. I was I was promoting the freeness every 15 minutes. And I and I actually said, don't give them a dime. This is free to download, free to play. Don't ever pay them any money. Use their resources and give them nothing. Every 15 you, minutes, I was saying that. Now you think we're done. Yeah. But I have to bring this up. Oh, damn it. This guy did a 23, 25, whatever long 
freaking thread of the history of D&D. And it was mostly some dude's opinion, whatever, right? But then it turns into this. As written elsewhere, this culminates in 5e where characters are heroes from the get-go. All right, that's I can't argue with that, right? Well, with I mean that's kind of there I mean old school D&D is zero to hero, new school D&D is hero to superhero. With heroic futures, full of potential and ability to do great things. Fate is on their side. All right. This comes with a shift in play styles. People engage in more aspirational play, and they reject characters who are enslavers, abusers, bigots, and rapists. No, you're trying to enforce that bullshit. Well, no, you're, you're creating these problems that don't actually exist. Because you're a professional victim. Right. That's it. Because there are games being created today that sell fairly well. It's not D&D, right? Because D&D will always be the 800-pound gorilla because it's a name everybody knows. Pathfinder, well, Pathfinder branched from D&D. But games like Forbidden Lands, a lot of the old school games, games like Hyperborea, whatever, you're not a hero. You go back to those days of being, oh, is it the, 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 the Conan bruiser who just gave a shit about himself, right? Forbidden Lands touts that as part of the game. You're not a hero. Now, do I like the Hero's Journey games? Absolutely. And this guy does quote Dragonlance on that. Although to me, Dragonlance is just a, a we'll say a kind of a younger, young reader version of Lord of the Rings. Right. I love Dragonlance, don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah. So this comes with a shift of place. Uh, uh, so bigots, folks who find that kind of content fun get increasingly pushed in the fringe spaces to get frothy and conspiratorial. No, we're showing you facts. Hmm. Are, are people like us frothy? Sure, because anybody who comes in and kicks over our doghouse, kicks over our our hobby to tell us that we're bad people, and for some reason we're not allowed to punch you in the face. Well, the only thing we've got is to get frothy. And, with, and by the way, as much as you weirdos re over, it's racism, I'm going to re over, no, it's not. And with the rise of aspirational characters comes a push for people to see folks like themselves represented. Gay heroes, black Again, heroes. I fucking, I hate this. I hate this. It's a role-playing game. And it's spelled R-O-L-E. You are not yourself. You are playing somebody else. Does that somebody else have to be gay? only in your mind does that does that somebody else have to be your gender no only in your mind you can play literally anyone and you you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say it i have actually asked this question to to three over 60 black americans because they're 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 usually you know that they, they won't punch me <laughs> usually i've asked this question if you could go back and be born white would you every one of them said yeah why would i want to be discriminated against why would i choose that it's the same answer just just with different language only an idiot would choose to be disenfranchised so you choose to be a marginalized person in a game. Why? 
it, it, it doesn't hold up. It's a logical thought. And yet it's what you're looking for. You're looking for idiocy. Well, you found it. Look in a mirror. My issue with this, so gay heroes, black heroes, mixed heritage heroes, disabled heroes, trans heroes, every kind of hero for every kind of player. Um, that was already in existence. Now, maybe a game master would say, no, that doesn't fit my setting. Yeah. Maybe you're playing a Crusades era realistic. Oh, um, uh, what, what's a pundit's game called? Um, Lion and Dragon. Oh, my God. What's the one where he's got. Anyway, we'll just go with that. Uh, you know, uh, Arrows of Indra, whatever, where it's realistic, right? I guess Arrows of Indra wouldn't have that issue because India did have multiple genders. But anyway, uh, where the Catholic Church said no. And the, the rising Muslim nation said no to being trans. Or maybe there's no way in a fantasy setting for you to be trans other than a cross-dresser because it's low magic. And they don't have dildo removement magic. Like, other there, than there that, a, in, in second edition, there was a belt. You, yeah. If you could find it. Feminine, the, the girdle of masculinity, femininity. Yeah. You really wanted to. You could, you could search for it. I mean, if, if you want that to be your holy grail, okay fine i mean you can go back to all types of movies genres books where there are all of these types of people in them and very few people batted an eye shows like critical role get people invested in characters characters who are messy or tragic or funny but still heroic characters whose stories aren't about how they died meaninglessly but how they live meaningfully. No, they actually don't no, live meaningfully. No. Heroes, heroes die heroically. That's what makes them a hero. It's their death. No one remembers the guy that, that slew everything, got paid all the money, got all the chicks and died in his bed at the age of a hundred. Nobody writes stories about that guy. Nobody sings songs about that guy. The, the, they they sing songs and write stories about those who died facing innumerable odds, unimaginable hardship, and in the face of death went anyway. Those are heroes. D&D shifted from a game about random nobodies who could die at any time whose only story is how they went to a dungeon and came out with the loot to an epic tale about extraordinary people having incredible adventures. No. No. The pendulum has swung too far. It went from what you said at first to extraordinary people having incredible adventures. Now it's gone off the fucking deep end about individuality and people not even having uh, foibles anymore. Or if they do, they're self-imposed foibles because it's really not a weakness and I don't get a negative from it. No. I think that's the last one. Oh, all because people wanted to aspire to be heroes, whether comic, tragic, dramatic, or flawed, like the heroes of the lance. No. Oh my God. No. You should. Kitty Ara was evil. Your own tongue. The only one that actually had any real flaws was Raceland. And guess what? Yeah, he suffered a constitution issue, but he had Fist and Dantilus guiding him. Yeah. He actually had his entwined with his soul. That's bad. But he chose that. He chose that. He but did Flint had himself. a bad heart. No. Well, no. Actually, heroes of the lance. You want to you talk about a real hero? 
Akuma. Talk about him. You know why is he a hero? Because he died, you idiot. If he lived with with his with his with his silver dragon mate happily ever after, he wouldn't be called a hero. He'd be called a knight. He, as a matter of fact, during his time, he wasn't even regarded as a very good knight or a knight at all. Really, I mean, he'd do what he wanted. A lot of people, martyrs, people from history, aren't aren't considered heroes or notable until after the fact. Yeah, until something after makes them notable. Yeah, it's what they died for that makes them a hero or not. Not how they lived. Well, apparently Omen Owl hates Superman now. <laughs> well, Superman is a is a different case. He's not supposed to be a person. He's not supposed to be a man. He's supposed to be a symbol. He's supposed to be something different. He's supposed to be written that way. Okay, Crafty. Oh, yeah, Crafty sent me this before. I want to seduce the dragon. You can certainly try. A natural 20. Got to give it to me for that. Oh, sure. You successfully seduced the dragon. But she's a top. <laughs> and now we're going to look at comments from last week because I know you got to go. Yeah. Uh, Catalyst Games. That's what we talked about last week was uh, Cuckless Games, you know, messing with Battletech even more. Talked about this with some guys. We're on the same page here. Aside from the obvious PC controls on our beloved franchises, our need for the newest things. That's why I wanted to rush into this because we were just kind of talking about this. Our mm -hmm. need for the newest things keeps these monsters in power. The franchise has proven it can survive on its own. Let's hope it does again. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, just because there are new books doesn't mean your old books become blank. That's all. Well, but the thing is, they also use that against you. Just because we're changing, it doesn't get rid of your old books. Well, you know, you're putting in uh, disclaimers. I actually didn't get, go to that part, but I have uh, in my notes, I said, it wasn't wrong then, and it isn't wrong now. You know how they like to put in there, it wasn't right then, it was no, it wasn't wrong then, it isn't wrong now. Just because you feel ways about things doesn't make you right. Uh, Dirty Old Grogner says, people are ignorant of history and don't read anymore. Military history is fascinating. Read Rommel, The Desert Fox, and George S. Patton, The War as I Knew It. I don't understand how people who play fantasy tank game wouldn't be interested in military history. Well, I mean, I've read some military history. I haven't actually read those. The thing is, is uh, and I get the point that he's going for. Whether somebody reads military history or not, they are two prominent people from the war. But let's even take that out. The Patton and Rommel tanks have been in Battletech since whatever year that book came out. I'm going to say it's like 1985, 86, something like that. And all of a sudden now, we're, we're never going to mention Rommel going forward. Why not Patton? I mean, it, it depends on what side you were on, really. Who's yeah. the bad guy, right? And as we talked about last week, how Steiner is German-Polish. Yeah, in there. Yeah, all that stuff is still in there. Wouldn't that make sense for them to keep the Rommel and <laughs> not the Patton? Just saying. And last one. Fascinating that the devs and the mods over there act more like Nazis than the Rommel tank. It's offensive in their twisted worldview. Yeah. That I, I, I said it during during that uh during that segment, which you should probably go go watch if you're interested. But uh any any authority that doesn't allow itself to be questioned by by the people it has authority over needs to be overthrown 
And that's really my only big thing with the with the with the with the BattleTech deal with the with their forums. They said this change is happening. Someone said why? We're not talking about it, and you can't either. Well, there's that's also the implied you should know. Yeah, yeah, but that that that's basically what it is. We're not telling you. It but it it sounds like sounds like a a TV trope wife. Why are you mad? Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. It's the same logic, which isn't, by the way. It's not logic. So if 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 the authority that you follow does something like that, that authority no longer should have your trust. And it, it should be ignored or disposed of as soon as possible. Not placated. Yeah. All right. Thank you for those comments there. Um, we are running kind of long today, so uh, our segment three is going to be quick. If you want to pop in for segment three, got to make it quick. <laughs> All right, I have to go now, though. Yep, you have a good one. Thanks All for right, hanging later. out for segment two. Bye, everybody. And uh, let me get that off the screen over here. I go back to work tomorrow. And so I've got a lot of things to do from having a week off. So actually, I can get rid of all of this. And, and I mean it when I say that. I've got friends of mine who are like, oh, Max, I just buy the books because it's the only thing my friends will play. Oh, Max, I buy the books because I can't keep up and, you know, and, and they want to use things out of them. Play different games. It's the only thing my friends will play. Then just stop playing them. Well, I want to play. Okay, you want to give bad people money. You want to give people who hate you money. I don't care that you do it. You have the right to spend your money how you want. Don't come to me bitching about them. Oh, I hate how they do these things. But you're still giving them money. Yeah, I know. Well, fuck off. All right, put the link out there. This is the link to join for segment three. Do, 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 do. Thank you to the folks who gave comments. And of course, you know how we do it here. Join us, follow, subscriber, pick the one topic or anecdote. Watch the language. Don't go there. There you go. That's it. Those are our rules. And we got Omanel. Hey, what's going on, Omanel? Uh, not too much. I don't know where they get this whole idea that we don't have heroes before of any race or color. They right? all have to be lily white i'm like damn it i like to play all sorts of races all the way from oriental adventures and i wasn't playing guy jen damn it i was playing whatever was in the seven samurai that i liked that day oh and well the then you were culturally appropriating okay well i don't know I'm, i have all sorts of stuff in my bloodline so am i culturally appropriating <laughs> does my one percent black exclude me from playing black characters i don't know that's that's what my <laughs> dna says <laughs> at, at, at what limit do i have this uh, percentage can they break that down for me or is it, can I just be transracial? You know, that's anyway. That, Remember when I, America was a melting pot and we didn't care about that stuff. We just cared about, you know, what good ideas were good ideas. I, I still believe in meritocracy, but you know, I, then again, I've seen the military. And so, you know what, that's gone away from the 1980s anyway. <laughs> um, but the, the whole point of whenever I read this stuff is the, the people, you know, it's, I've, I've been looking over the chat, you know, the discord, the, the people playing the game don't play just like you're complaining about spell jammer have if you look at all the stuff they brought out are they supporting any of their uh, lines like eberron 
Spelljammer? Where where are all of they their... don't they don't support settings anymore? That's why I don't understand some of the stuff. I, I you know Spelljammer technically isn't supposed to be a setting according to five e. But that's my point: is if you're not supporting stuff, and to be fair, they're losing money. I mean, they they are losing money on this, ignoring Magic the Gatherings where they make all their money and they get licensing off D and D, and the books are just to me so they can virtue signal to investors that want to do the ESG. I mean, when you start looking at how much they make, Spelljammer dropped off the charts. You know, it was up there for like uh, a couple of weeks and then it dropped off from the top 100. And it's way down. Well, well, but it's not just that. Eberron, Radiant Citadel, they're bringing out. So the only thing that's keeping 5e alive right now is third party. And, you know, when we're talking about stuff is, okay, you get the OGL. I'm, again, I don't really care if you're, you're so much woke. It's whenever you start literally hating your own material and your fan base. And if they did so, why don't they pull all their books off of uh, drive through RPGs they view as problematic? You know, because they know there's disclaimers now. <laughs> I, I, well, well it's, it's, it's money. But anyway, that's... Okay. I, I, I really wanted to talk about missiles, but then you got into segment two and that got me going. Anyway, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Only one topic today, sir. You can go I, yell I, at me on Friday. Bye. <laughs> right. Yeah, have a good one. All right, thank you to Omen All for that. Let's bring in Nerdy Ogre. How you doing, sir? Howdy, howdy. Howdy. What's what can I do for you? Hey, um. Oh God, I just went right out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 um going going to risk the uh two the two non combat actions. Um, well, when when you and uh, Heathen Dog were going at it, it, it was making me think. Going toe to toe with Mike Tyson, who's going to get in more punches, you or him? Well, obviously him, because he's got boxing and he's got that extra attack. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But whenever it comes to uh, uh, typing, inputting codes, and things like that, who's going to be quicker at it? Well, you were somebody who's trained. Somebody who's, or trained. somebody who's trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, 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 I the only reason I, I kept arguing with that is, well, two things. One, it gets us clicks. <laughs> two, <laughs> um, I mean, even chat was uh, disagreeing. Chat was like, no, he gets this, no, he gets that. So I wanted to keep perpetuating that. <laughs> but uh, uh, when I when I cursed out uh, Crafty for a second there, uh, he hit something on, on the head that's been happening behind the scenes. He doesn't know this. Well, he said, I don't think he knows this unless he's perpetuating it. That's been happening behind the scenes of, uh, of some things that's been going on. So th that one, I took a little bit out on him on that one, <laughs> uh, on his comment. Uh, but uh, no, it, the thing is, is I don't really care that much. Because Heathen Dog is actually right. How often is that going to come into play? Not much. Right. But I do also agree with people like Violence Solves Everything that says, hey, why would somebody who's not trained in anything end up having more actions than somebody who is trained? And, and philosophically, I agree with that. Ultimately, it's going to be up to the Game Master's call. I don't care. True. But I also see it as, as um, what is it, uh, muscle memory. Sure. You know? If if someone it performs a certain task repetitively for you know for a career, they're going to be faster. They're going to be better at it. Which does as indicate that they get more attacks. The other person just gets more. And, and what violence solves everything. And he showed it on our, our Discord as well. He actually uh, explained it a little bit longer. But uh, the person with the non-combat uh, will ha end up having one extra action than somebody 
with all combat. Now, to be fair, maybe that's a bonus that that person should have because he's such a he's so unskilled at combat that we give him that's his perk. I don't care. I really don't. I just wanted to do it based on the ruling of it, and I felt that at one point Heathen Dog was saying, "Yes, these things combine," and then said, "No, these things don't combine, and you can't have it both ways." Now, maybe I was hearing him wrong. Maybe we were talking past each other. I don't care. That's the thing is, I don't care. I was not mad at him. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I think we are more so past uh, talking past each other. I'll give you one one last quick thing, and then I got to bring. I got a bunch of people waiting. So, oh, okay. Well, the only other thing is, whenever it comes to people buying products from uh, companies that hate them, uh, I, and I brought this up in the chat, but I don't think you saw it. Um, I always think of Luke Skywalker in in The New Hope, where mm -hmm. Obi Wan says, "You got to come with me." He's like, "Oh, I can't. I've got all this stuff to do." Blah, 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 blah. It's not like I like the Empire. I hate it, but ah, and just. Shut up and do your thing. You know? Yeah, if, if that That's totally fine. If you want to sit there and complain about... Uh, I don't want to get into real-world politics. You want to complain about a situation, yet you're perpetuating it? Shut the fuck up. Now, you right. have the right to complain. You absolutely do have the right to complain. But I have the right to call you out for your complaints because you're not doing anything to fix it. You're not doing anything to better. And you when it comes to, to gaming... It. Or shut so, up. Right, and there's so many other games out there you could be playing. Well, then I have to start a new collection. For most games, you actually don't. Most games, a core, well, you have to start core a new player's collection. handbook and DMG, and you're done. But you have to start a new collection with uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Anyway, they're already on their 5th edition, and that's well, not even counting the 5th version of Lion Citadel. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, Nerdy Ogre, <laughs> I, I gotta let you go because I have people waiting, but thank you very right, much. See all right, let's bring in Mar Hockman. How you doing, Mar Hockman? Hey, how you, it's it going? It's going well. What, what, what you got? Uh, oh, just real quickly, real quickly, just so everybody knows, the topics today are Rifts Combat slash Missiles and whatever we talk about in segment two. I mean the Jesse Heineck thing. What's that? Uh, uh, you mean the Jesse Heineck tweet uh, thread? Yeah, yeah, th that, you know, uh, segment two, uh, whatever we talk about in segment two, don't bring up stuff from previous weeks or something that I did in the Friday Chill stream. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that that was, the Jesse Heineck thing was something I, I posted on Discord because I saw it. I, I read the, the first few parts of it. It's like, hey, this sounds good. So I posted on Discord. Then I read the, to the end of it and I'm like, he took this sudden left turn into Crazyville after writing something that was actually a rather compelling the description of uh, uh, TTRPGs in general. <laughs> I mean, I disagreed with a lot of it, but from from a perspective, yeah, it wasn't anything bad at first. And then all of a sudden, it's like he made it seem like the new and I didn't go down to those posts, but he made it seem like this new game is better. Like, no, it's not better. The, uh, the other part about this that's interesting is that he's not really shilling anything with this. That's the part about this that I found to be so strange. I thought he was shilling Dragonlance. I thought he was trying to conflate uh, old Dragonlance with new Dragonlance and how we shouldn't be complaining about new Dragonlance. That's how, that's what I got out of it. I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, Maybe I read into things. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I guess I, I, I see it differently because I actually have more familiarity with him as an individual okay. fair enough <laughs> because of the fact that he doesn't work on D, &D. Okay. although now that i think about it, he was one of the guys who ha helped uh to build the uh mmo uh of neverwinter so i guess he has something to do with it indirectly yeah well anyway um yeah the, but I, I was just inside like how, how how does he go from 
uh, all of that stuff about talking about how Conan is great and talking about how all these old school writers. I didn't feel that. What, what did you, no, maybe I need to read it again. Maybe I read it too quickly, but I didn't feel that he was saying that Conan was great. In fact, I thought he was saying that Conan sucked because Conan uh, only followed his own loose set of morals. Again, maybe I was reading into it. But but the way I took it was like oh he had his own loose set of morals he wasn't even a good guy blah 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 you know well well he was talking about how Conan was a character who mm, was written as a person and not as a uh, uh, an, a caricature I guess you could say okay. uh, maybe uh, the, the, that's the way I, I understood his uh, description of Conan because okay well uh, I, I anyway, just, the, can't can't dwell on this. So. It's, it, it's just just one of those things where I, I get to the last few posts. I'm like, wait a second. How did the first eight posts lead into this? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> I think he tried to do his own timeline and virtue signaled at the end. That's my take on it. But uh, any final <laughs> words before I get I got still got people waiting. So, yes, yeah, like, like the whole thing just kind of came out over to me in the end as if the entire point of that was virtue signaling, even though he started off by not virtue signaling and probably genuinely uh, uh, speaking his mind. Then at the end, he just throws in this virtue signaling word salad. Does it, I don't know what, advertising gimmick? Because advertising oh. does feel like the sort of thing he would use Twitter for. Oh, well. Gotcha. All right. Let me uh, let you right. go here. Thank you hey, for that. And you have a good day, sir. All right, Nunya, how you doing today? I'm all right. How about you, boss? I'm doing well. Apparently, I have to log into my Bungie Discord. I haven't played Destiny in, like, years. Why am I doing Okay. All right. So I'll keep it short and quick. I'm, unfortunately, I'm going to touch on something you did bring up in the previous weeks, and that was I'm the kind of person who would love to sit there and play the Aerotech, jump into system, <laughs> I saw, I saw you post that the, the other planet day. And like, you know, play the, the the landing and then, you know, the battle and then the escape. That is awesome. Yeah, that, uh, now, that, that took an game. entire weekend. Just so you know, that took an entire weekend to do. We did the Aerotech on a Saturday. Or we Actually, usually on Friday night. Because <laughs> people give up in Aerotech. It was funny. And then we yeah. did the Battletech and then the second Aerotech usually on the Saturday and then or, or early Sunday morning. But that would be when I'd sleep over at somebody's house. We wouldn't shower for three days. <laughs> and that's why I think it'd work out well for like doing it a convention game. You know, you do the, all right, first day of the con, first game, you do the Aerotech, uh, you know, jumped in mm -hmm. system. Second day of the con, you know, you've uh, maybe it's like, you know, partially you're getting to the planet and maybe the planet fall then if you didn't get to the planet in the first game. And then the last day is like, all right, you got to try and get out of system, whatever you can mm -hmm. escape with. You do it like yep. a tournament. I, I could see that working absolutely because I used to play in Battletech tournaments a long, long, long time ago, and I could see that working. I just don't know other people's interests. Like you, you were interested in that. I like the idea of it. Most people are like, that's too much, man. That's too long. And so many people I know don't like Aerotech. They just don't like it. I used to run the double blind rules, okay? So maybe I'm a little bit of a masochist. Wait, wait, wait. Let's use the right term. Limited intelligence. Double blind is, you know, what the modern kids call it. 
<laughs> no, but oh, same, same here. And, and honestly, it's one of the reasons why I like Mega Mech. I really enjoy the... I, I And I want a 3D version of Mega Mech, which is what I was hoping that the Hairbrain Schemes game would be, but it wasn't. Uh, and that also includes Aerotech. Now, somebody told me they have a uh, campaign. They've had it for a long time, but a very robust campaign uh, aspect to Mega Mech now, but I haven't played in a while, so... You know. I haven't either. But uh, I'll let you get someone else on. I just want to, you know, let people know. Yes, <laughs> there are the other men out there. No All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. you. Have a good day, sir. Thanks for popping in. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let's. I, I'm not used to seeing your name as Raven. Let's <laughs> bring Raven in here. How you doing? I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing well. By the way, thank you for your donation. Appreciated that. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right. What are you gonna yell at me about today? All right. Here we go. <laughs> No, um, actually, since, since the topic is on Rift, Rift's combat and whatnot, and um, Rift's Ultimate Edition, I believe, is like the universal set for the Palladium it's, system. Think, think of it as second edition. It's really just second edition Rift's. That's, okay. that's the main thing. It incorporates uh, a lot of the changes. Well, one of my, like, I think second or third RPGs I got after D&D was Robotech, the Palladium Robotech. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, grew up. I love the anime and um, everything, and I, and, I, and I finally got a game book. But to me, the actual combat system really did not do it, it any justice. I don't think the the um, the vehicle or mecha style combat that's within um, back then the Palladium system, which is now kind of like, it's kind of rifts now. It's pretty much the same system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Palladium is pretty much universal. There are some tweaks, but it's pretty much universal yeah. across. It, the it just didn't. For me, it did not emulate the fast mecha style action and or like in Battletech, the slower. I don't know, because I never really did like Glitter Boys or anything like that as much in Rift. I never played Rift that much, but I don't know. Does it does does it? I mean, in your opinion, does it how does it handle mecha style combat with the right game? Actually, so a little background here uh robotech was my first real rpg that i remember playing more than like a one shot of DD when i was like 10 years old you know that kind of thing um i ended up liking battletech better than robotech <laughs> battletech because i liked the giant stompy robot aspect of it i liked that they were tanks i don't i'm not a robotech macross whatever the anime is called fan i'm not i don't like ninja robots i just don't but with that said it depends on the game master we had one game master that could run it well how he ran it well, how he ran it differently, I can't explain it. But we had one that it felt more like Battletech, I guess you'd say, almost like turns and doing this. And it might also be what I was playing. I played a Destroid pilot in one, and I played a Cyclone Rider in another. And I never thought I'd like playing the Cyclone Rider, but it was fun. I felt the action pack. Did it stop a little bit because you had to go, and then 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 it was back to my turn as you're doing the action? Sure. But I think that's just the game aspect of it. That's that's my opinion. I think it just depends on the game master. There are some people who'd be like, nope, it's too slow, it's too clunky, it's too this, and we'll never even give it a shot. And maybe maybe that's true for some people. I say it can be done. You just you know part of it's in your imagination. Okay, cool. Sounds good. But, I mean, I I like both games, but uh, for for different things, I like Robotech because I didn't know the lore of it. To be honest with you, I liked it because I liked the fact that okay, this. This is going to sound funny, but the reason why I liked playing the Cyclone Rider is because I'm a huge Gen 1 Transformers fan. <laughs> and yes, I know that Cycle is a GoBot, not a Transformer, but I treated it like I was playing Cycle. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's six of one, half a dozen the other. 
if uh, I don't know if this newer version, I forget what company uh, you know does it. But did you ever play Mechton? Now, I'm going to keep you on for just a second longer here because uh, there's nobody following you, and I am going to end the show after this. Um, did you ever play Mechton? Yes, yes, I have. Did you feel that that combat was a little better for the giant stompy robot aspect? Yes. Okay, yes. and I agree. I agree with you on that. And there was but, a time that I was in this search to find what is the perfect anime mecha RPG to emulate. Robotech, Macross, like all those systems. That's some big guy, small mouth. There we go. <laughs> I will say also, because I have done it in myself in, in one shot, Savage Worlds. It really helped. Because I think for someone okay. that you need like a fast cinematic style RPG. Sure. I'm glad you said that when Heathen Dog wasn't on here. <laughs> he probably would have kicked you off. But... No, no. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you very much for popping in. Good question. Made me think for a second there. Maybe I'll even re re revise my answer in the future, but I appreciate you popping in. Thank you for the donation. You have a great day, sir. Thanks. Take care. Look at that. We talked. He did, we didn't yell at each other. It was great. <laughs> Damien's good people. So, And then that's the thing. Like when Heathen Dog and I were you know, yelling at each other, we're still friends. All good stuff. We're adults. We can agree to disagree, right? So, like the Veritic hover tank, that's uh, uh, Cyclones were the bikes, yep. Uh, Artel Sony still does Mechton? Okay, I, I didn't, I haven't followed him, so, but uh, good stuff there. And uh, with that, but I just want to be honest, so the people don't think, oh, you like Mechton better, better than Palladium, you hate Palladium. No, I thought Palladium did it well, it just depended especially on the Game Master. You don't want me running your Rifts game. I mean that, you don't want me running your Rifts game. It's, it's, it's not my style of game. I will run your after the bomb game though. So, I mean, it's, it's got a different feel to it. I liked Robotech. At least I remember, maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know. I haven't played Robotech in many years, but uh, I liked Robotech even without knowing the lore of the game. And my favorite era of it is Invid Invasion. I think we played Sentinels 2 more than anything else. And thanks to Violence Solves Everything for finding that book for me. But um, uh, Invid Invasion was my favorite one because I like shooting bugs. Only good bug is a dead bug, right? All right. Uh, final comments here. Mechton felt like it could run Gundam. Okay. We'll get Mechanoid Space before... <laughs> Artel is supposed to come out with a Mechton Alpha game. Oh, interesting. I see. I... Um... I just don't know enough about the anime stuff. And I know people have, people have given me lots of posts and, and messages, by the way, of how I should watch Gundam. I'm just going to be upfront with you. How I'm going to watch Gundam is going to be in production order because that's the way it was exposed to most people when I, when I do watch it. Whether it's right, wrong, or otherwise, that's how I'm going to do it. Just like watch Star Wars in production order. Four, five, six, one, two, three, fuck the rest. Uh, <laughs> that's how you do it. So, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for being here. I'm not going to go through the proclivities. I'm just going to end the stream. You guys are awesome. I do appreciate Well, I guess I will do the, the, the music and stuff. I don't have anybody targeted uh, or rated or whatever you call it for this. It's not going to jump in anybody else. Uh, words of wisdom for the day. I know I've said it probably about you know 30% of the streams that I do this on, but I'll say it again. Words of wisdom are don't buy games from people who hate you. If you don't have a problem with Watsi, Want to give them money? You're right. Your business, keep doing it. Who am I to tell you how to have your fun? Oh, wait, we do that every segment. But <laughs> who am I to tell you how to have your fun, right? If you appreciate what Catalyst Games is doing for Battletech, you know what? Give them money. But if you're going to complain, I don't mean about one book. This is where I said that, you know, that, that whole insanity thing. But book after book 
after book after book. That's why I don't buy mongoose stuff either. Fuck mongoose. Start off with something kind of innocuous. Do I really worry about that? Do I really care about that? Then it got bigger. Then it got bigger. Then it got bigger. Don't buy games from people who hate you. At some point, you got you just got to cut it off. I've cut off Earthdawn. Drink. See, I, somebody said I'd say it sometime in the stream. I just did. I have cut off Earthdawn. I hate it. I hate the fact that I've cut off Earthdawn. But I'm not going to give money, even though knowing full well there are some good people that work there. But I've cut it off. Need to cut it off. Rip off that Band-Aid. You have enough books. If you have the Player's Handbook, the DMG, and the Monster Manual, you have enough books to run your game. You don't need anything else. Use the noodle. Okay? That's it. I'll leave you with that. And uh, with that, again, thanks to all the folks. Uh, good, good showing up with people in Segment 3. Appreciate y'all's popping in there. I know we, we keep it quick. <laughs> you know, got the Discord. If you want to come on Discord and say some more, uh, you know, I, I can welcome. If you give me some heads up, and if I have the room, I can welcome some of you on the Friday Night Chill stream as well. We can talk deeper about some things. Lots of good suggestions from people like Omen Owl and Crafty and uh, a few other people, Mahawkman, uh, on our Discord. But one of the reasons why we talked about the subject matter that we talked about today. So I do pay attention to it, whether I agree or not. It could be different, but I do pay attention to it. So thank you all out there. Oh, oh was it Ogre Cyber Night? <laughs> he, uh, he posted some. He almost dictated exactly how segment two is going to go. I keep telling people to stop looking over my shoulder and reading my notes beforehand. But uh, no. All right, no more Minnesota goodbyes. We're ending this damn thing. So you put this up here. I appreciate you all being here. Uh, again, thank you very much for this, all the donations. For We made over $1,000 on Friday for the Wounded Warrior Project. For those who are around for that, Thank you very much. Really do appreciate that. And I hope each and every one of you has a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.